You are muted. It wasn't on. I was saying, is this thing on? <laughs> is it on now? Yes. What is going on, LBHT crew? Yes, I know we're late. I know. I know. We told y'all we got a new setup, man. We have to make sure everything is working well. We took a few extra minutes to <laughs> chase this. What, Jose? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> we had to take a few extra minutes to make sure everything was was okay see jeremy appreciates it see he says the updated graphics look fire thank you jeremy thank you yes yes we were here we just want to make sure everything start out okay all right as you can see there's still some some growing pains here all right but um it is wednesday happy wednesday hope your week is going well but if not Hopefully it gets better starting right now. We are streaming live on Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, so wherever you are, hit that like button, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're listening to the audio form of this, make sure you hit that five-star review and share it with your friends because apparently, apparently, uh, you, know, for, you know, some of the gatekeepers on Twitter, nobody knows us, B. Mm-hmm. nobody knows who we are all right so <laughs> so we have to change that all right some one person said this you know everybody shouldn't have a microphone you know not everybody should have a twitter account either all right especially if you can't spell but eh, whatever <laughs> uh you know um you know we're, we're gonna discuss that okay today even though this it is valentine's day if you celebrate valentine's day happy valentine's day all right um We'll talk about why I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not the the bar humbug type of guy. But you know, I, I think Valentine's Day is just uh, too commercial for my liking, right? But if you're doing something with a special loved one, you know, and it's intimate and, and you and you, you know, you, you you're not you're not spending a full paycheck on going out on a Wednesday night, you know, enjoy, enjoy. Either way, enjoy. All right. Um, okay. Who we have in the house here? Everybody's ready. I, I know Coach is ready for the smoke. Coach said, "Tick tock." I know, I know. This is we we were late, we were late, we were late. Killer says he has a disturbing stat. What's the stat, Killer? And salute to you. We got Hendo. Hendo, you need you need to come on here too because they were they was giving you that smoke too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They said all three of y'all because you was in that clip. We'll we'll play the clip that everybody's mad about. <clears throat> Not everybody. Some some people were mad about. Um, I'd be saying in the house says, "What up, fam? Did y'all see how they handle coach going sideways? How do you go sideways? I don't know. Just Allo's in the house. What's going on? Says hello, LBHT fam. Hope all is well. Jose and Brodney out here driving the super fans crazy. Oh, just Allo saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Allo saw it. What's going on, Noah? Salute to you. Salute to you. Alex Rita in the house says, I basically agree, Andrew. The team is built according to hard boss preferences, and only Bashadi has authority to remove him. Yeah, and this is Andrew's uh, comment right here. It says, I don't think the Costa is the issue at all. Harbs and Bashadi are. We're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss it. And Bazel, of course, was first. Salute to Bazel. Thanks for coming through, Bazel. All right. Uh, who else do we have in here? Got killer, got killer already. Jay the six, salute, salute. Uh, Jeremy got you. I think I got most people in here. We got Suge in the house. <laughs> she said, "This is why I never heard of you guys." <laughs> <laughs> Chris White, what's going on? Says I'm back out the shadows. Hey, salute to you, Chris. What's up, Chris? Thanks for coming through. 
Callie on wheels. What's going on, Callie? Shout out to you, man. Brandon E in the house says Eric is not great, but he isn't bad. All right, we're going to discuss this. And we got a donation. All right. From EDC Crybaby, donated $1.69, says, keep my man name out your, out your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Thank you. JP says, fellas, I heard there was smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yes, there will be. Steve Blackhead says, love the show. Ready for today. Hey, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Avram Diallo, salute to you. Make sure you, you subscribe to Avram Diallo's channel as well. All right. He talks Ravens over there as well. I think you do, you do hockey too, right? I think you do hockey. Uh, he says, how y'all doing? Doing great. Doing great. Daniel Franklin says, EDC is far from, bl from blameless. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maven Ron, what up? Jeff, up? what up? Mm. All right. We want to get this thing started. All right. This is going to be not much Panthers news to discuss, but there's a little, there's one topic I want to discuss with the Panthers. Uh, this is going to be mainly filled with Ravens talk. Uh, our guy, Sonny from SZG Sports, will be joining us later on in the show. All right. Um, longtime friend, uh, one of the first people to really give us a shout out when we first started out. So uh, very happy to, to bring him on. We're going to discuss. Uh, I think he wants to discuss that tweet, to be honest. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to talk some more Ravens later on in the show. It's going to be a lot of Ravens talk. We also going to talk some LeBron James. Uh, a certain team was trying to uh, uh, take his talents over there, acquire yeah. his talents. So we're going to discuss that later on. But first, we like to start every show with the black history fact. Do we have it? Is, do we have that? And B and Okole have a black history fact for you. Welcome to this week's black history fact. Robert Smalls was born in Beaufort, South Carolina in 1839. Smalls was born enslaved, but eventually became a businessman and politician. He was a member of the South Carolina House of Representatives, then became a state senator, and finally ended his political career after serving two terms in the U.S. House of Representatives. But Smalls is better known for how he earned his freedom. In late 1861, Smalls was assigned to steer the CSS Planter, a military transport ship in Charleston. He earned the trust of the Confederate soldiers and learned the routes and signals used by Confederate captains at checkpoints in the area. On May 12, 1862, the Planter picked up four guns and various other supplies on its way back to Charleston. In the early morning hours of May 13th, Smalls and a crew of enslaved men commandeered the ship while the white officers were ashore. They picked up the crew's families, and Smalls piloted the ship past five forts, copying the mannerisms, dress, and signals of the white captain to bypass the checkpoints without incident. The last and most heavily armed obstacle was Fort Sumter. Smalls kept his nerve sailed slowly and close by as to not arouse suspicion, gave the correct signals, and sailed out of range of their guns, 
before anyone knew there was something wrong. Smalls and crew delivered the planter to Union soldiers later that day, earning freedom for everyone on board. Smalls went on to pilot several ships and take part in 17 major battles during the war before turning to politics later in life. Now every May 13th, South Carolina celebrates Robert Smalls Day. You are once again muted. Oh, thank you. I understand. But, well, you it's, 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 a new, it's a new software. Okay, it works a little different. It works a little different. <laughs> you know, there's another very important event that happens on May 13th. That, oh, Lord. Yes, very important, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Jose's birthday. That's right. May 13th. <laughs> okay, mark it on your calendars. All right. Wow, Sterling. What's going Speaking on, up, Sterling? <laughs> Jose got more designer ginger ale. It's a shame you can't have any. What's up with that? He did give me some ginger ale. Thank you, Sterling. Um, and he said, "Don't share with B." That's messed up. I might slide. I might, I might slide your smile. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you didn't even tell me you got any until Sterling Sterling called it out. So I don't think you're going to. Uh, I left it in my in my truck because I didn't want to bring it in and everybody started started drinking it because then this yeah there would be violence. <laughs> So I, I kept it in my truck and I forgot it was in there. Um, all right. What we got? May 14th is the greatest. Is that your birthday, coach? <laughs> That's your birthday? Well, salute to the Tauruses. Salute. Jose Day. That's right. That's right. Zeke Hokage in the house. Salute. Oh, and we got another donation. Shout out to EDC Crybabies. Donated a dollar. Said says, I didn't like the way you were talking about EDC. Drop the links. Also, what is it? Image, what? Uh, ben, I be talking about Image. He drops the fire beats. All right. Uh, what's good? What's good, Zeke? Uh, let's see. He said. Yeah. And also, Image beats. Why are they so fire? Why are they so fire? Because he's 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 damn good. He's damn good. Uh, Jeremy Miller says, first ever black person to be in the Navy. Respect to Robert Smalls. Yeah, indeed. MDT Sports. What's going on? Uh Coach is calling you out, B. He says, Okole is B. Stop it, Jose. Okole was sounding like he was getting a little tired towards the end there. I don't know. I don't know what some of that pronunciation was about. You know, you guys thought Okole was was Morgan Freeman at first. <laughs> <laughs> Okole is Okole. He's his own, he's his own guy. Living big with Big Reg, what's going on? Says, where there's smoke, there's fire. Gatekeeper fans go crazy because they are afraid of the truth. All right, look. Let's get into it. All right. I can't remember what day it was, man. I, we've been a lot more active on Twitter. Uh, we've been posting a lot of clips. Uh, and that's just Twitter. It's Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram. We are everywhere, by the way. All those places, at LBHT Show, go ahead and, and follow us in all those places, even Blue Sky. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is going to replace Twitter in the future. The guy that created Twitter created Blue Sky. We are on there. And... Um, if you need an invite, because it's invite only right now, uh, hit us up. We have a few invites. We can we can send you one. All right. Uh, but basically, Twitter is is where most of these gatekeepers uh, uh, reside. And um, before we even get into that, B, I'm I'm gonna explain what gatekeepers are to the new the the, the new people here. People haven't heard us call them gatekeepers. You might have heard it on the streets. It originated here. All right. There are different levels of gatekeeping. These are these are the people that defend the front office at all costs. 
all right you have different levels the first level that's the level that's the most for, the most forgivable all right that's the level that i say hey it's, it's all business it's nothing personal right you're jeff zrabix you're um uh ryan minks right you're um sarah ellison you know they don't mean any harm they they work they either work for the ravens or they work closely with the ravens right so you have to keep it you have to keep it neutral you know uh they got to be rah-rah for the team you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be uber critical of the team totally understand that they do business with the team right i expect that i re- i respect it right that's their profession next level down are the people that maybe work with those people that work close to the team right eh, okay you know you're not employed by them you know but you maybe may, you're you're one step away from maybe getting that call right so so you're trying to keep a, a, a squeaky clean image all right fine the levels below that that's where it gets despicable all right the the the, the third and below levels are the ones that want to be next to the person that's next to the person that's the person or next to the person all right and you're working your way up to that all right man i, I guess you know i guess but then when you get to four level four the ones that all they want is a shout out from you know they want a shout out from lacy da costa or they want lacy to to tap edc on the shoulder and say hey say say thank you to this guy right or say hello to this person this is all they're doing it for and those are the ones that be out there going the hardest <laughs> against anybody that criticizes edc last year was john harbaugh but this year it's it's hey we gotta you know edc or, or, or harbaugh he fell off the ship you can't do anything about him but but edc put that put that life vest on him okay he can't sink with the ship so anyway uh we tweeted out this video that wasn't even about edc but they made it about edc um and i'm gonna play the video and we'll discuss why these gatekeepers are so upset said what would lamar have to do to surpass mahomes do you guys think he could ever reach mahomes level if you're talking about legacy he's just got to win super bowls like that's 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 just what it is uh he stays in baltimore and john harbaugh continues to be the coach and eric DaCosta continues to be the gm then no he will not reach that so uh he has to win at least one right probably two he, he doesn't have to win as many as mahomes right but right. he has to he has to win a couple uh he's got the mvps uh, under his belt and just you know keep playing at a high level and that comparison will be there um so that was basically the clip that was basically the clip the clip was about how lamar jackson can be on that level of patrick mahomes pat mahomes is by far the best quarterback in the league right now right he has the hardware he has three super bowl rings and i think what two mvps two league mvps yeah so he has everything he's on that tom brady trajectory how can we get lamar jackson in that conversation or even surpass him because you know they're all they're both still young lamar could he could surpass him i know there are a lot of people that you know especially chiefs fans that don't want to hear that but you know we're in the AFC championship game this year we should have been in the, in the super bowl i think lamar will will win the super bowl and if he wins at least one that gets him in the conversation that's what this was supposed to be about 
But B, over there, that guy, <laughs> he says something that made these gatekeepers mad, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, you know, I screenshotted a couple. There's, you know, there's a few, there's a little back and forth. There's some that agree. There's a lot that agreed, actually. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people that are just really immature about it. And I, I think it's comical how emotional you guys get about a person that doesn't give a damn about you. Okay. Uh, but we'll start with this guy because this guy, let me, can you, can I blow that up? Oh, I can. I can blow it up. Can you guys see that? Yeah. All right. Kevin Richardson. Uh, I'm disappointed in this guy because uh, I looked at his profile. He says he works for the Baltimore Sun. So I expected Kevin Richardson to be a little bit more professional than this. Look at their name. Hot takes. <laughs> Who in the league is better than John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta? Remember fools. Talking about us. We're fools. Remember fools. They had the best record in the NFL. A couple of mistakes in the AFC game cost them the victory. All right. Kevin. The, 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 <laughs> who's better than Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta is a hilarious question considering who you just lost to. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, why are you so emotional? Why are we fools? Right. Like B said, who who's better? Maybe the two coaches that were coaching in the Super Bowl. OK, you could argue that you're better than than uh, uh, Shanahan. Right. Beat the brakes off of him. <laughs> but he didn't choke in the NFC championship game. I, I expected him to. But yeah, he did not choke. He came, he came back and he got his team where they needed to be. That beatdown that we gave them in the regular season doesn't mean anything. I said at the time when we beat them, so what? That doesn't that doesn't mean anything to them. They're still going to be in the Super Bowl, yeah. Right? They were still the number one seed. All right, they had a bad night. They could write that off, right? And they were in the Super Bowl and they lost in overtime. All right. Now we'll, we'll you know another day for Kyle Shanahan. Possibly possibly uh, in the overtime show we'll talk about that because over there. In San Francisco, their fan base has a lot of questions about Kyle Shanahan, even though he was just in a Super Bowl, right? Those fan bases don't want to hear the excuses. They're holding him accountable, right? But this guy, he he says protect Harbaugh and EDC. Uh, who's better than EDC? Also, look at the team that just beat us, okay? What's that guy's name? Dorsey? Dorsey is better than EDC. We can go through a list of guys that are better than the EDC, all right? EDC hasn't won you anything. All right, but let's go on to the next tweet. I, I want I want to talk about this little weasel because he always he, yes he's a weasel. Adam Adam Gardner, yes Adam Gardner. I'm sure you've seen him because he's always you know subtweeting people, especially if he has something critical to say. Uh, I thought they were Ravens fans. Don't they know this already? Uh, not even trying to be rude, right? He was just re replying to somebody. Um, no, we're not Ravens fans. I'm a Ravens fan. B's a Panthers fan. Right. And we had a little back and forth. I told him, I said, Adam, don't don't do this. You already know who we are. You this isn't the first time you've been in our mentions. Right. We don't ever tweet at we don't tweet at anybody. We don't tweet at anybody unless you call us out. Right. Yeah. So it's not like we were harassing him or whatever. But every time this is what he does every time he sees something that, that we say that he doesn't like. He'll take his little shots. We'll respond. And then he plays victim. Right. Like we're trolling him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right um just say hey respectfully i disagree right and i can tell you respectfully to kick rocks i didn't ask for your opinion all right now get get okay the next one 
I'm gonna get to through the disrespectful ones and then I'm gonna get to uh get to Jake, right? I, I respect Jake, but uh yeah, we, we have some we have some words for you too. Uh this guy right here, uh he's coming out, so there we go. Ben Dacu. Okay. Hey bro, we should start a podcast. Mocking us, right? Jokes on him because we are brothers. Right. <laughs> um yeah, and, and our podcast is more successful than your podcast. I, I, I said, okay, let, let me take a look at Ben DQ, right? Who who's a a reporter or journalist or whatever he, his, his his title is over in in North Dakota, right? Now I was like, oh, okay. What's this North Dakota guy that covers hockey? Uh, what's his what's his beef with us, right? Clicked his his little. He got a YouTube channel. Checked his his YouTube channel. Okay, you got a nice little channel. That's cool. And look, we're not by, by no means are we big league in anybody, but you know, we are the premier nano influencer. <laughs> all right, we're, we're very close to 2,000 subscribers. All right, by the way, hit that subscribe button. We need to get the 2,000 subscribers. Yes. Um, anyway, um, you're mocking us and you're trying to start a podcast, right? You're trying to be a YouTuber. So, what's, what's, your, what's your beef with us other than just mocking us? That's all he put, by the way, yeah. right? You know, I, 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 Send a little shot back at him. He just laughed it off and nothing, nothing after that. So nothing constructive there. Then we get to my man, Jake Vogel. All right. I'm sure you guys, if you're on Twitter, you've seen Jake Vogel. Uh, cool guy, right? Um, he, 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 you know, he's got some interesting takes on the Ravens, a big Ravens fan. Uh, but this right here, we got to talk about this. Just say what you want about Harbs, but coming after Edie. See? Three question marks? <laughs> off base to me uh, the team was built about as good as possible for this year and coaching and execution failed. oh look at that thank you jay vanilla, vanilla likes this <laughs> jay vanilla 98 just subscribe salute to you <laughs> but yeah so the, the thing about that is like i didn't say that takasa did a bad job this year he did a good job this year he didn't do a great job this year right um uh, i think that they should have been considering how close they were they should have been all in this season on winning a title and they weren't right uh you know they they went after darius slay right at the beginning of free agency didn't get him and then just kind of let the whole corner thing go i mean i didn't agree with going after darius slay but if that's where you where you think you need to go get it done right uh lamar said hey give me odell or give me deandre hopkins or both, you know, give me Odell and DeAndre Hopkins. You went and you got Odell. You said, we can't get DeAndre Hopkins. Why? He was sitting in free agency. Nobody was looking to sign him. He ended up in Tennessee. You could have gotten DeAndre Hopkins, but you didn't, right? You weren't aggressive uh, in terms of building the O-line around him. You went in, you got a cast off in John Simpson, and you pitted him against your own, I mean, up until this point, bust of a pick at, at guard in Ben Cleveland mm-hmm. and said, hey, one of you one of you can start and protect our MVP quarterback, right? right. Uh, in season, obviously, you know, prior to the season, running back was fine. You, know, you had J.K. Dobbins. He looked like he was ready for a breakout year. Unfortunately, he gets hurt in the first game, out for the season. Uh, but, you know, there were, there were opportunities – to solidify that running back room. It needed to be upgraded, and they knew it needed to be upgraded. Right, That's why they were making those calls. That's why they had worked out a deal, uh, they thought, for Derrick Henry. But that deal fell apart. You didn't get that done. 
You didn't go after Josh Jacobs, didn't go after Austin Eckler, didn't go after Jonathan Taylor, nothing. You just kind of let it go at that point. Uh, and then, you know, you come up short in the in the AFC Championship game. So you weren't all in, and you didn't go your way. All right, that's fine, right? The problem with not going all in is that you're also not set up for the future. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not built for after this season, you know? If you look at the offense – your number two and number three wide receivers by production are both free agents in Odell Beckham and Nelson Aguilar. Your starting left guard and your starting right guard are both free agents, and you have a major question mark at left tackle, right? Yeah. Your top two running backs in Dobbins and Gus Edwards are both free agents, and you know the, the guy who emerged later in the season tore his ACL, and you can't rely on him being ready at the start of next season. That's just the offense. On defense, is even worse. <laughs> Right. Oh, okay. So yeah. before you even get to that, because you know, I didn't. I, you know, I was going to screenshot everything. Right. We had a, a a little back and forth, me and Jake Vogel, and you know, I asked him, and I asked, and, and Shannon over over with the um, uh, what's Justin's uh, what what show are they on? Talking Ravens. All Talking day Ravens all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's a, she's a co-host with with Justin P over there. Um, I asked them both the same thing because they both didn't agree with my take. I said, okay, so how you know. How long do you want to see us keep losing like this before you say it's time for a change, right? Um, and you know, and, and I asked Jake, you know, in, in particular, what what do you see on this team that that's that that that's so amazing? Like, what what are the weapons on the offense? Be just explain to you that there are no weapons, right? Jake couldn't give me any answers as to what weapons we have on offense. Yeah, look, and you, I, you got Zay Flowers, who I think is a future superstar. He's not a superstar yeah, right now. Not right now. Isaiah likely played well for about you know five six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he can keep that going, but it was five or six games. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mark Andrews, you know, he was fine early in the season. He got hurt, and then obviously he didn't really do anything in the championship game. You know, you kind of assume he'll be back and, and he'll be fine, uh, but it's it's just not enough. The, uh, the offense is not good enough in comparison to the other top teams in the league. Right, right. Um, and then I, I went on to ask Jake, Tell me about this defense next year. How you feel about the defense next year? And all he talked about was the defense this year, bro. This defense, well, you know, this year yeah. is over. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like you, you look at they they led the league in sacks. They had sixty sacks. Yeah, forty of those sacks are free agents this year. Uh, the second leading tackler in in Patrick Queen is a free agent. The guy who led the team in interceptions uh, and was third in passes defensed in Geno Stone, he's a free agent. Uh, you know, three out of the four top. Uh, pass rushers or free agents when you look at Matabike, uh, Jadavian Clowney, and uh, Kyle Van Noy, right? Yeah. And then you, you even got a little, some of the depth guys like Arthur Millette, uh, Malik Harrison are, are both free agents as well. So, you know, there's a lot of guys to replace. Uh, you know, sure, some of those guys will come back. You know, some of those guys are easily replaceable. But the problem is you, you're, you're not only losing the players, but you lost – the majority of your senior defensive staff. Uh, now you're starting again with a 31-year-old defensive coordinator who's never been in that position. And we all know it took Mike McDonald a year before he turned into the Sean McVay of defense. right? So the when you look at the team right now, it's pretty logical to say they're going to take a step back from where they were this season, right? at least in the short term. Uh, so that is an issue to me. You know, that you weren't all in on this year and you're not set up for next year either. Right. right. Uh, the, the big thing to me is it's not even about whether or not he's done, he did a good job this year or not. It's that he did a bad job the first four years. 
Uh, and I say that, you know, not a completely terrible job. Obviously, he he brought in a lot of good players, but every GM drafts good players. Uh, but yeah. what I look at is, you know, a lot of Ravens fans are very quick to give him a ton of credit for a moderate improvement in the wide receiver room, but won't say anything about the fact that for his first four years, Lamar had arguably the worst wide receiver room in the league. And that was on his rookie deal, which they completely wasted. Uh, and it's middle of the pack now. Yeah, if that. I just don't trust Eric DaCosta to build an, an, a top-tier offense around Lamar Jackson. And I don't mean an offense that ranks high in the league. I mean an offense that's actually talented in comparison to the other teams. Uh, I don't I don't think he's. it's something that he's interested in doing. Right, you're you're a run. We've talked about this all the time. You're a run first team. You don't have a great O line. They're a good run blocking O line. You don't, but you don't have a great O line, and you never bothered to get a great running back. Right, right. Even though you've had the opportunity, uh, you know, he went out when when he knew that wide receiver was a major issue. The answers were Demarcus Robinson, Deshaun Jackson, Des Bryant. You know, and now Odell Beckham, who was coming off of uh his second torn acl right uh it's like they they just prefer to go cheap and young on the offense and just hope it works out and i mean i'm sorry i just i don't think that he's shown enough to have faith that they're going to be able to rebuild that even if you just look at the o-line and them drafting on the o-line he's drafted seven offensive linemen only one has worked out that's tyler linderbaum in the first round right uh they've drafted now three wide receivers in the first round only one has worked out really. I mean, Hollywood's a good player, but you had to trade him because right. you couldn't keep him happy. Uh, so he was out. He's out the door, and you didn't want to pay him, for being honest. Uh, Rashad Bateman has not worked out to this point. You can think that he's talented. I think he's talented, but it hasn't worked. He's played two seasons worth of games. He has one season worth of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so I just don't see why I should have faith that he's just going to change his philosophy and all of a sudden get better drafting on the offensive side of the ball and make that his focus. Yeah. I want to read this from, um, and, and, and you're cooking, right? You're, you're, I mean, you're cooking. There, there's no defense for this, but I want to read this from Ivy saying, uh, he says, Sarah Ellison revealed that having a subpar wide receiver room is a systematic problem predating EDC. That's correct. Ozzie Newsome um, wasn't perfect, especially on the offensive no. side. However, Ozzie Newsome could get away with it because he gave us some of the greatest defensive players of all time and if you draft like that you can get away with it well right and not only that uh it was a different league right and you had a 2000 yard rusher in jamal lewis yeah yeah you know he 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 drafted uh priest holmes that, jamal lewis other, ray rice running back oh never mind. i guess we're all gonna say it that yeah, other running yeah. back ray rice yeah, as well. Ray rice i mean <laughs> he 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 kept the run game and he drafted he always drafted good old linemen yeah. Right. They be always strong at O line. In fact, I used to joke with B saying, "Man, I don't, I don't care who, who, I don't know who that guy is we picked up. I know he's going to be good, because it felt like he can pick up anybody in any round, and he was going to be an All Pro. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Right. Um, that's not EDC. Right. And and I I wanted to read. I think it was one of the sessions he had a, a comment in here about what EDC is doing. I want to remind people. Right. Um. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it. And shout, shout out to Kendrick Mack for, for subscribing. Oh, they, they like what we're saying. Uh, okay, one sister says, if you include signing 
Lamar, uh, EDC did a B-plus job overall this year. No reason why we couldn't get D-Hop, too. I don't give him any credit for signing Lamar. And I want to remind people that EDC did not draft Lamar Jackson. EDC did not draft uh, uh, Mark Andrews, right? Like, the, the guys that you that you were really looking at to hold on this team, not so much Mark but, but Lamar will make this whole thing go. And he didn't draft him. I give him no credit for resigning him. In fact, we were criticizing him all offseason for not getting it done sooner. Mm-hmm. You played around with this for too long, and then you got to a point where he hits free agency, you tag him, he requests a trade. I'm not giving you a B-plus for that. <laughs> Hell no. A D, and you should be happy with that D, right? Because that's that's how you get in a position where he's just like, all right, well, you know, give me Odell. And you have to pay Odell $17 million, right? Because you don't have a choice, right? He wanted D-Hop too. You should have gotten D-Hop. You should have said, okay, can't do Odell. Yeah. You do D-Hop and then we'll draft the draft wide receiver or something like that, right? And you shouldn't have been in a position to where he has to make these demands. You already drafted two wide receivers in the first round. We're not even going to talk about all the other wide receivers that we drafted because Jess Rabick loves pointing out that so no other bad. team has drafted more wide receivers than we have. Right. Over that time span, where are they? Where are they? Right. So, so we don't even talk about that. So he's failed horribly right there. So you have to go and use another first round pick on on a, a wide receiver. I mean, really, it should have been cornerback. Another position you failed at too. We can talk about that. Right. EDC has failed at a lot of positions. He's had a lot of draft picks uh, over these last five years now. Yeah. So where are we at? Over like fifty picks, something like that. How many of them have, have actually worked out? Okay. The reason why I asked about next year's defense is because we have a lot of free agents, right? And I see a lot on Twitter. I hear some of these these other uh, YouTubers talk about it, about we got to bring back just a Matt BK, right? Oh, we, sh- we should bring back Matt BK and Patrick Queen. You know, um, you know, we got, you know, we got to bring back Jadavian Clowney. We got to bring back Kyle Van Noy. What is wrong with letting all of them go? All of those positions have been drafted already. Mm-hmm. The reason why we drafted Travis Jones is because Matabike wasn't working out. He got drafted the same time as Patrick Queen in the third round. He wasn't working out. Yeah. Roquan Smith is here because Patrick Queen wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Right? We had to trade for him and then and then sign him, you know, pay him. Right? Um we got we got Clowney here, we got uh, Calvin Noy because Owe and Ojabo aren't working out. All these positions were already drafted, right? They're already drafted and they're not working out. We should be saying Van Noy, Clowney, y'all can go. We have our edge rushers, but y'all don't want to see those two on the on the field. Yeah, right. That's why you're saying we gotta keep them. A first and second round pick. We got a third round pick in Travis Jones. Y'all don't want him to go out there and play. We should be, we should easily say, hey, Matt Beaker, you can go, but y'all don't want to see that. Right? We spent too many resources on the defense. And right now, one good, one great year out of the defense, and it's bye-bye. I'm not giving you credit for that. You don't get you don't get high a high grade for that. That's not that's not that's not great, GM. And you're doing all this without winning anything. Oh, yeah, man. I saw I saw one tweet that said, <laughs> said look at EDC's resume, which is, I mean, I think when you're talking about, uh, you know, 
point the the blame essentially how to divide up the blame internally in, in one organization saying look at his resume is kind of nonsensical because they all have the exact same resume uh yeah edc hasn't won anything so i don't know what looking at his resume does like i said every single gm drafts good players every one of them yeah everyone for every team i mean and and, and the thing about DaCosta is again like a lot of things with baltimore it reminds me of carolina when they went 15 and one and went to the super bowl on the back of their mvp quarterback right dave gettleman was their gm he got there in 2013 their defense wasn't very good in 2013 even though they had luke keekley but they didn't have any they had they had the worst defense tackles in the league like it was embarrassing yeah. uh, and he comes in in his first draft and he drafts star latule and kawan short with the first two picks turns everything around right uh, he also drafted AJ Klein, who was a solid starter for, for several years in that in that draft. Um, but then you know you go forward, and he and he keeps on drafting guys, obviously, and they build up the team. the The defense is one of the top in the in the league in 2015. The offense is one of the top in the league in 2015. They go 15 and one. They get to the Super Bowl, and they build and they they face a defense that's built full of stars. You know, they had two first-round edge rushers in Von Miller and uh, DeMarcus Ware. They had three first-round corners, and that was going up against a team who was starting Mike Remmers, Michael O'Hur at tackle, and then Ted Ginn and Jericho Cotri at receiver, and they got shut down. And right? Philly Brown. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're running back. Who's a decent running back? And Jonathan Stewart got hurt very early in the game, and they had to turn to Mike Tolbert. Right. And and all of a sudden, you know, MVP Cam couldn't couldn't move the ball, couldn't score any points, and it was all on him. Uh, that guys were dropping passes and not being able to get open and everything. Right. Uh, and it's a similar thing that, that's going on in Baltimore. Not as bad uh, as as Carolina was because we didn't have a Zay Flowers. Uh, but the point is, coming out of that season, you know, Kelvin Benjamin had been drafted the year before and he tore his ACL prior to 2015, and coming out of that Super Bowl loss. The talk wasn't, man, this offense isn't really what we thought it was. The talk was, oh, Kelvin's coming back, so we're fine. And boy, did he come back. And they and they went into the draft, and they were sitting there at 31, right? And they could have taken Michael Thomas, who turned out to be a very good receiver with New Orleans. Uh, they could have taken Derrick Henry, who could if could you even imagine trying to stop a run game with Cam Newton and Derrick Henry? But they said, you know what? We're fine on offense. Cam's great. Cam's going to carry us. So let's draft a backup defensive tackle by the name of Vernon Butler, a guy who was planned to be a backup, mind you, uh, for a couple of years. So we'll have the replacement for for Star or Quan Short, whoever we don't re-sign. So they drafted that. Obviously, it didn't work out. He was a bust. And I mean. The other part of that is the, the the worst part of that is, they took Vernon Butler and Chris Jones went a few uh, few picks later, uh, but but so the point is that you looked at your your super athletic quarterback, and you said, hey, we don't need a real offensive line because Cam can evade pressure and Cam can take the hits. He, he's massive, right? Six five, two sixty, or whatever he was. Uh, we don't need a real run game because. Cam's our running back. You know, we don't need to invest in wide receiver because Cam will make these guys better. And that's exactly what Baltimore has been doing with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been the leading rusher in Baltimore the last five years. 
Now, some of that, you know, it's not all on Eric DaCosta. Some of that's on John Harbaugh and, and the offensive coordinator for just not giving the ball to the running backs more. Uh, but it's also on the GM for not getting a running back who demands those kind of carries. Yeah. You know, it's on the GM for not getting a, a wide receiver group that can take that kind of pre- they can take the pressure off of Lamar. It's on him for not getting an offensive line group that can keep him upright and healthy uh, and give him the time that he needs to distribute the ball. Right. So, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, I think it's a philosophical thing, an organizational thing in Baltimore that they believe in defense first and then offense gets whatever's left over. Uh, you know, and, and we've been saying from the time we started the show, and I mean, even before, honestly, that they, they need a philosophical shift in Baltimore uh, moving forward. Because the whole defense and run first thing is just not going to work for you. Yeah, especially when you don't run when you need to yeah. run, when, even when you can run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to give up a second round pick to get Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs. What are you going to do with that second round pick, Eric DaCosta? Oh, no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> because that, that was funny too, because it reminded me of a conversation I was having uh, just on the Panthers message boards back in 2013, where they were, you know, they were a playoff team. And Josh Gordon, you know, there was a rumor that he was available. Uh, I mean, he was having a fantastic year, but he had been suspended the first couple of games of the season. And so there was a group of people on the Panthers forum who said, you know, we should trade for Josh Gordon. And then there was the people, oh, no, you can't rely on Josh Gordon. Oh, that second-round pick's too valuable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so anyway, they, they get to the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't trade for him. They play San Francisco. Offense can't really get anything going. They lose by, I think it was a couple touchdowns. And, and look, obviously what happened with Josh Gordon happened after that, right? But my thing is, if you have Josh Gordon on that team, you can make a run at a Super Bowl, and then who cares what happens afterwards? And that second-round pick turned into Coney Ealy. So who cares if you had traded it? All right, I want to I read a couple uh, comments here. Shout-out to Danity. Thanks for coming through, Danity. He says, are these the same fans – and Twitter analysts who claim Nick Boyle was so important to the team because he was apparently the best blocking tight end in the league. Yeah. Yeah. The same Nick Boyle that that failed like three drug tests. <laughs> and when he had to get clean, all of a sudden he wasn't that effective. Shocker. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, our guy Andrew says, it's Harbs and Bashadi that are the problem. I am telling you all. Okay. Check, all right. Check this out, Andrew. Check this out. Because um, this, this is nothing we discuss. Every time we have a criticism of EDC, right? Let's let's talk about uh, the Lamar Jackson thing because we're like, why didn't you sign him before? Or why don't you just give him what he's asking for? He's worth it. Obviously, he's worth it. As soon as he signed it, he's the, he he showed he's the only quarterback that that's worth it. Him and Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? He's worth every dime. Um, but oh, but B, that that's not EDC's fault because Bashadi wouldn't let him sign it, right? It's it's the owner, like, you know, his hands were tied, right? You know, Bashadi and the other owners, they're trying to keep down the salaries. Be So what can EDC do? All right. If, if, if Is that how you guys feel? You guys agree with that? Cool. Then he doesn't get credit for signing him either. Right. Okay. Um, he Oh, guys, he can't fire Harbaugh. Harbaugh got too much power. Right? Bashadi likes Harbaugh. Right? So he's got to, he just got to work with Harbaugh. Okay. But... You didn't do anything in that in that sense either. Harbaugh is taking your draft picks, crumpling them up, and tossing them in the trash, right? 
So you don't get credit for doing something that you can't do, right? Um, if you can't do anything, then you didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll say, I'll say that again. Preach, preach. <laughs> I said, <laughs> if you can't do anything, then you didn't do anything. Yeah. You keep giving excuses for the things that he's not getting done, saying he can't do anything about it. Then he's just a figurehead. And no, Andrew, he is the problem. He's he he gets the blame too because he chose this. Eric DaCosta was a hot commodity, right? The Ravens had to keep giving him raises to, to not take interviews elsewhere. A lot of teams wanted to interview Eric DaCosta as an assistant GM. He turned them down to stay with the Ravens to take over when Ozzy retired. That was the plan. He had all kinds of pull. That was a time when he negotiated, he could have said, when I come on, which is what we thought at the time, because we thought, you know, there there was talks that him and, and, and Harbaugh weren't really the best of friends. And, you know, when he takes over, Harbaugh will be gone. And it seemed like that, that you know, that first year. But that was the time for him to say, when I take over, Harbaugh has to leave. That's the deal. Yeah. Right. I want to bring in my 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 crew, my my staff, my my uh, choice of coach. Right. And even still, he could have done that. Right. At any point, he could he could be saying, I don't like that. I don't have enough power over here. I want I want some things to, to change around here. And if you can't respect me enough to do my job respectfully, let's part ways. Right. Um, especially when it comes to signing Lamar. Uh, I don't like how this is going. I don't want my name tied to not having Lamar here because it looked like Lamar might be gone. Um, why don't you just let me out? Let me out of my contract. I'll retire. Do something, right? He never did that. He chose to stay here. So saying, oh, he can't do anything. He doesn't want to do anything, right? So this this holding EDC on this high pedestal when he's done absolutely nothing, we've shown you the things that he's done wrong, Man, come off that. Why are you defending this man? What what do you think he's he's going to do for you? For you. Not the team. For you. To where you have to come and insult us on Twitter because we we insulted your your best friend. No, he's not your best friend. See your father? No, he's not your father. Uncle? No, he's not your uncle. He's somebody, if you saw him on the street, he would walk right by you. Hey, EDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with my kids. Leave me alone. That's what he would do to you. Yeah, um, but you know, I look and, and I know there are fans who just like to be positive and just like to have a, a positive outlook on the team, regardless of what happens. And if that's the way that you want to consume sports, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. You just, it just at that point, it doesn't make any sense to me for you to be arguing with anybody else who has a different viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever. I was going to screenshot that other that other weasel EDC burner, <laughs> the, the, the t shirt sales salesman. He tried to throw a little shot at us, a little cornball. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Chiefs again. What's going on, Chiefs? Salute to you guys. Congratulations. Oh, you're going for a three-peat? Hey, you guys are built for it. You guys are built for it. Shout out to you guys, man. You know, but you know, it, it's funny, it's funny you say that because we, we talked about that too, right? Um after right after the game, Pat Mahomes said, Oh, we're not done. Mm-hmm. That's serious. That's not one of those cliche things. He said, no, we're we're not done. We have a young team. We're going to celebrate, and then we're going to get right back at it. 
And they can because they have a young defense. Yeah. They're going to go and get a star wide receiver. Trust me on that. And then what are you going to do? Right? Like you said, B, they'll be the best team in the league again. How do you match that? Our philosophy, you, you want to go with that philosophy next year? We have to spend all of our offseason resources trying to rebuild a defense, and it might not work out. Yeah. Right? Whereas we know if we get Lamar a couple of weapons, we improve the O-line a little bit, it will work out. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time to move on to our next topic. Uh, we're going to revisit the Ravens talk when uh, when Sonny gets here yeah. a little later in the show. Check out our Twitter. Yeah. Anybody that's wondering what we're talking about, check out our, our Twitter feed. Uh, we played the video. I mean, just look through our timeline. You'll, you'll, you'll see it. it. It's got like 50,000 plays on it um a lot of comments so check check it out and and, and take a look yeah yeah they, that's all they are they're trolls but the real story <laughs> what should the panthers do with the draft uh you know obviously the panthers don't have their first round pick uh the number one overall pick uh the most valuable pick in the draft uh where you can get the best player in the draft a guy who can come in and really impact your franchise uh day one so that's awesome uh, but they do have the first pick on day two, uh, which is considerably less valuable. But but still, you know, it's it's still a thing. It's still, you know, you, you can still get some talent there, right? Yeah. Now, uh, be, before you cause before you answer that, the reason why I picked this as a topic, right? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Aaron Duncan over unnecessary bluntness. Uh, he made a video of this, and he he was revealing what Matt Miller. Uh, mocked you guys drafting yeah. for that second pick. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I wanted to see what you know what you think we should go with it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Matt Miller uh what, Yeah, what it was a uh, Lad McConkey, right? Yes, yes, Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey yeah. out, of, out of Georgia, the wide receiver. Um you know that okay. Uh you know they 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 have major needs at wide receiver. Uh they have needs at tight end. They have needs on the O line. They have needs on the D line. They have needs at linebacker. They have le- needs at corner. Uh, so you, you can't really go wrong. Uh, I would I would say that the best possible outcome for Carolina at this point is to go ahead and trade back. Uh, you know, hoping one of those quarterbacks falls to to day two and somebody's kind of desperate to move up and grab them. Uh, or, or, you know, any any other player, whoever it is. But somebody falls and somebody's desperate to kind of move up. And you can move back and, and maybe get a couple more picks uh, to start filling out the roster because they are just – they're bottom of the league basically everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, – but if they just – if they sit, uh, it's got to be wide receiver or O-line, I think, at uh, you know, for that second and third round, uh, just depending on who's left. But they need to get someone – for Bryce Young to throw the ball to, and they have to make sure that Bryce Young's protected. I think that the O line is going to be better next year. They have a lot of injury issues. They're all they're a lot of young players, uh, so I would expect them to be better. But you don't want to just kind of sit and hope for that. They they do need to upgrade the the talent there as well. Uh, so either one, you know, again, just depending on how the board falls, uh, O line or wide receiver in the second and third round for Carolina. Okay. 118 people in here. Salute to you guys. Hit that like button. If you're new, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. All right. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers. All right. Um, you know, we were told that nobody watches this. Nobody knows who we are. All right. So we got to let them know 
that people do know. All right. Um, O line and wide receiver. I agree with that. Oh, I I, I would stress O line, and I want to get Chris. I got Chris just joking from the Deep Cover podcast. Um, he, he also does the uh, Ravens Roundup with us on Coach's channel every Monday night, nine p.m. Eastern time. He has uh, he's charted a lot of these O linemen, and he said this is a very deep class to get O linemen. Mm-hmm. You guys having the number one pick in the second round, and and if you if need be, you could probably move up easily, move up into the first round, the bottom part of the, the first round. Um, I think O lineman would. I think that's the move. Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to move up. They have. They have way too many needs. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I, I don't think that there's going to be a big difference uh, in the guys that you can get. You know, towards the end of the first round and, and the beginning of the second round, like they they need as many picks as they can get. Uh, you know, that Dave Gettleman era did a number on them, uh, but it wasn't just him. Uh, obviously, you know, they they rehired the GM. They fired after the after they got rid of Gettleman. Uh, so, you know, they, they had been drafting poorly for a while. Dave Gettleman never even had the, the you know, the seven picks that you just you automatically get from the league. So, you know, they, they didn't really have a chance to build up the, the roster. Uh, and so they, they are lacking pretty much everywhere. Uh, so they, they need to just take as many players as they can take uh, and, and just kind of start that turnaround process because it's not going to be a quick turnaround. You know, most likely, uh, it's going to be a couple of years before they're they're really on on solid footing. Yeah. Energy uh, yeah. Sports says uh, wide receiver Panthers go after Brandon Franklin from Oregon. That's not his name. What's his name? Troy. Oh, <laughs> he's like whatever. Get a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, you know, it was a short segment there because there's not a whole lot going on with the Panthers, uh, and we're we're not. We're not close enough to the draft to really go in depth on that at, at the moment. And plus, you got to see what they do in free agency with uh, you know with their own free agents and then who they they sign you know coming in as well because they got to take care of Brian Burns. They got to take care of Frankie Louvu. Hopefully, they can get something a long term deal done with Derek Brown, uh, even though he's not a free agent this year. But uh, there's a lot of stuff to, that, that has to be sorted out before you even really get to the draft for Carolina. So lucky for them, they get to show up a day later. Shuku uh, says, "I feel like O line for both teams would be good. Are you, which which team are you talking about? Ravens, Ravens and Panthers? Panthers? Yeah. Um, it, look, I mean, they could be. The Panthers were awful last year, That's but to say it like that, they they were. You know, but I don't think the players, all the players, are as bad as they looked. They had a lot of injuries to the interior O line, right? So there's a lot of sorting out that needs to be done." With what you have already and then what you know what you need to add they could turn it around with this new coaching staff that wouldn't shock me the ravens um up and down o-line play you know they got they have some good players there uh there's question mark with ronnie stanley as a good player there you got linda bomb you got zeitler yeah zeitler's like 85 years old though Okay, still play. <laughs> he can play this year. He's he's at the age where you no longer assume that he'll still be able to play next year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's 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 work to be done, but I mean, as a unit, they weren't they weren't awful by any means. Uh, but there, there's definitely some work to be done with with both teams. They, I mean, any team can say this. I don't, I don't think any team is perfect uh, across the O line, but and we we got to put in some work for sure. Yeah. Uh, so next up, I think, you know, maybe we go ahead and head over to the court of public opinion. Now, I'm not going to be playing the intro. Yeah, because YouTube, 
YouTube no, not even not even because of that. I don't care about YouTube. YouTube can't stop me. Uh, <laughs> but when I tried to upload the video, it, it doesn't meet like the size requirements for for. This. Okay. So that's fine. We're gonna be we're, we're gonna be updating that very soon anyway. Don't worry. Uh, so we won't be playing the intro to the court of public opinion, but we're gonna have the case nonetheless. Uh, Hold on. Oh, we don't have our background either. We don't. That's fine. Okay. Look, look. This is a new transition. Okay. Things are different here, but we'll get everything up to speed. Just bear with us for you know, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. Uh, okay. Look. All rise. <laughs> Court is now in session, right? Um, who we have? Oh, the people versus Aaron Schatz. Shots, 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 shots. What's going on with this guy, B? Uh, Aaron Schatz is, uh, I think, a pretty, a pretty knowledgeable guy. Uh, I think mean, you know he's a pretty funny guy on Twitter. Uh, I followed him for for quite a while. Uh, he. I believe he created or at least helped create DVOA, which is a, a widely used uh, advanced metric. Uh, and, and, I, and I think it's great, you know, uh, but more to the point here, uh, Aaron Chats is the one guy who did not vote Lamar Jackson MVP this year. Yes, you could. <laughs> that, that is the one. Is this the MVP voter? <laughs> yes. Uh, he he was the one uh, who stood stood alone against the four, the other forty nine, and said no. Oh, okay, okay, nice. okay. Nice. Order, order, living legend. Order, order. Uh, we will have order. He, he, he voted uh, Josh Allen his MVP. Yes, and he he had made this known uh, all through the season. I mean, it, it wasn't a secret that he didn't think Lamar was the MVP. Not that he thought Lamar was, was having a bad season or anything like that, but he just didn't think that he was the most valuable player. He thought it was Josh Allen. Uh, and you know, he used his, uh, advanced metrics to kind of make a case. He used like EPA and things like that. And he said that Baltimore was more of a defense driven team, uh, which whatever, it's fine. Uh, he's got his, his opinion as to who was the MVP and who was not. Uh, Ravens fans didn't want to hear that. <laughs> Ravens fans uh, very loudly and repeatedly let him know that Lamar Jackson was the MVP and that he he was quite stupid uh, for voting any other way. It was to the point, and, and he knew this was coming. Uh, he tweeted out, you know, after the the vote had been announced, he posted up an article that he had already written, uh, and he said, "Hey, look, I can't sit on Twitter. I'm at dinner." Here's my article. He had a prepare statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I knew it was going to go this way, B. I, I think you and I are going to have to squat up on this and serve as his public defenders. Okay. <laughs> we can't go. We can't go full attorney on this. We got to go as public defenders because public defenders, you know, the bar is set low for public defenders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we lose this one. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not blemish on our record. Um, <laughs> All right. Here's why you need to go easy. I, I I'm not even saying find him not guilty. I'm asking, I'm asking you, the jury, to find him guilty, but with time served. All right. He's been going through it. He's been going through it. Now, like B said, this guy is the the father of DVOA. You all know what DVOA is because all your favorite tweeters and analysts reference DVOA when they're when they're referencing stats. Okay. Yeah. Very good tool to use. This man created it. 
This man has to, as you young kids say, stand on business. Stand on business. All right. He has to. If he says, this is my system, right? Trusting the system, and he's doing his, he's crunching the numbers. He says, uh oh, my numbers say Lamar Jackson should not be MVP. It should actually be Josh Allen. And he's tweeting that. He can't then turn around and say, eh, Lamar Jackson, right? So he, he has to stand on that. Okay. That's one thing. That's one thing. The other thing, I think he tweeted out as well. Look, man, I didn't know I was going to be the only person not voting for Lamar Jackson. That's the biggest thing. I think, yeah. and in fact, he said he didn't want to be that guy. I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, I didn't want to be that guy. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I want to be that guy that, that kept him from, from doing something historic. I didn't want to be that. I honestly thought other people were going to vote different ways. I was shocked, B, that it was 49 votes. For Lamar Jackson, I was I, I thought I was, it was gonna I be was surprised as well. Yeah, so before I even it, my mind even computed that, oh man, one person didn't vote for him. I was like, wow, yeah. it was that one sided, mm-hmm. you know. So, man, I, I, again, I'm not saying find him not guilty. I'm just saying time served. Okay, the the he he's served enough time in Twitter jail. All right, <laughs> all right, let the man live. He's he he seems like a good guy. All right, yeah. honest mistake. Yeah. All right. We can, we can, we can let See, him we live. Like, there, there's no way if he knew that 49 people would vote for Lamar Jackson, <laughs> there's no way he wouldn't have just voted for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, who needs to be found guilty? The person that outed him. This is supposed to be, right. this, this is supposed to be anonymous. Okay. Uh, Snitching does not get rewarded in this court. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys already, again, I, you know, look, guilty. They, they don't want to hear it. No, they don't. They, they don't want to hear. Look! Look at Jeremy. Oh my God! Look at Jeremy. Who's Aaron's team? Who does he work for? <laughs> You're a living legend. <laughs> he got the rope. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not that serious, guys. A couple people have put this in here. Avram Diallo as well. He said he crunched the numbers and they said Dak and Purdy over Allen. He's a hypocrite. It's but it's not just the numbers. Right, like there, there has to be. You have to give some context to it because I mean, look, those, all of those uh, metrics will give you some. Uh, they'll give you some interesting outcomes, to say the least. So you, you can't just go strictly by the numbers. Uh, well, TDSQ says he uh, he outed himself when he published about. I thought it was a a coworker of his who initially that. said that he was the one who didn't who didn't vote for him, and then he came out and said, "Yeah, it was me." Blah blah. blah. I didn't think. I didn't. I mean, I don't know if maybe. Maybe DDSQ is correct that he he put it out there himself first. Oh, okay, all right. So if it was a coworker, what a snitch, right? And this is one of those things where they're joking around. And he's like, "I'm going to tell everybody," and Shaq's like, "I don't care, do it." So like, I'm going to do it, do it. He <laughs> <laughs> said, "Living legend, I'll tie the knot." <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are very upset. <laughs> <laughs> He did it for his 15 minutes. Oh, man. But no, you know, look, why would you want 15 minutes in hell? Right. See, here we go. Reasonable reasonable person here. Z the Beast says, I didn't know he created DVOA. He can't be guilty then. There you go. <laughs> Gotta let him walk. He gets a pass on this one. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. I, I think, you know, the, the chat has, has found him guilty, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, despite our pretty hardest efforts. Uh, we'll move on. We tried. Yeah, we're gonna move on to submitted questions here. Uh, 
first up from Michael, we've got which NBA conference has the most championship contenders this year? Okay. All right. So, because we haven't really explained uh, our point system yet, right? The points still work, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody that's in the chat right now, 106 people. Man, you guys are going strong tonight. All right. That's what I like to see. Uh, just by being in the chat, you get points. Uh, participating, being active in the chat gets you points. All right. Uh, donating to the show gets you points, right? And how you do that, right below B, dollar sign LBHT show. That's, that's a QR code for our cash app. All right. Also, the pin link that you see in the chat box will take you to our Streamlabs page. All right. Both ways. You leave your donation, leave your comment, and you get a nice little animation all over here. It used to be right here. Now it's all over the screen. All right. Um, also, subscribing to the channel. Also, uh, signing up for our Patreon. These are all ways to get points. What are these points good for? At the end of each month, we give away prizes. Okay. The person with the most points. Oh, look at that donation right there. Okay. Zeke donated three dollars. What does that say, B? Uh, it says keep up the great work, Unks. Hey, Thank shout you, out to you. Shout Appreciate out to you. It. All right. So he gets points for that. Right. Uh, the points will get you the uh, the person with the most points gets a prize at the end of the month. Um, you know, it, it's usually around you know seventy to a hundred dollar value depends. Okay. We kind of give you give you a, a a little wiggle room to to make a choice on what you want. All right. Uh, Buck just won it this last month. He picked a video game. We got him the video game. Yeah, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. There you go. And the second prize, where every, well, not everybody, a lot of people have a chance to win. All you have to do to qualify is get a thousand points, right? And you get into, into a drawing. And that drawing is for a $25 Amazon gift card. All right. So I just listed a bunch of ways that you can get points. All right. And if you want that thousand points ASAP, all you need to do is go over to LBHT Show dot com and sign up for our newsletter you go to the go to the website wait for the little pop-up put your email address in there and then just send us a message anywhere <laughs> anywhere and say hey i signed up for the newsletter thousand points easy as that all right all right so which nba conference has the most championship contenders also submitted questions get you points too we read your question on air uh that that gets you points Hit us up anywhere at LBHT show. Type Google at LBHT show. Google lunch break hot take. Because uh, despite what Adam Adam Gardner says, uh, the, the streets know who we are. And, and you'll, you'll find us and just send us a message. At, say, hey, this is for submitted questions. Boom. Entered. Um, who has the most championship contenders this year, B? Oh, the West. Yeah, the West. And the West. it's not close. Yeah. Uh, so right now in the West, you've got Minnesota. I don't really think they're a championship contender this year, but it's hard to say no when they're the number one. They have the number one record uh, in the conference. Uh, Oklahoma City, you know, they're they're right there as well. The Clippers, Denver, Phoenix, you know, with their big three. Uh, you know, Dallas with Luca and Kyrie. The Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals last year, so yeah, I mean, you can't really count them out. You right. know, they haven't looked great up until this point. Uh, you know, Golden State's still hanging around. They're in the play-in. Uh, when you've got guys like, like Steph Curry, you can't count them out either. Uh, in the East, it's Boston and, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. And Brooklyn? And no, no, Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's not, not making the playoffs this year. Not Brooklyn. It's, it's Boston and Milwaukee. And yeah. Milwaukee has done their absolute best to take themselves out of it, uh, as we'll see in our next submitted question from Jay. He says, 
With the Bucks' recent struggles, was it smart to fire Griffin? Doc Rivers isn't any better. Uh, in fact, Jay, he's been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were they were very very good before firing Adrian Griffin. Uh, they're four and six in their last ten. They're the three seed now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I, I can't say you know look, if if your star players don't believe in you, that's a problem. Uh, and, and you, you do have to make a move if, you know, Dame and, and Giannis are not on board with your head coach, but maybe don't make a move to the consultant who, you know, it, it, you, you come into the room and he's pulling the knife out of Griffin's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and a guy who, who is, hey, look, he's If you want a guy like that, <laughs> a guy who, a guy who's choked everywhere he's been except Boston. Okay. So yes. All right, you guys know Doc Rivers from all the memes. He's always compared to coaches that choke, right? Um, he is hey, hey, hey. coaches that choke are compared to him, all right? Well, yes, yes, um, and some uh, a lot of times wrongfully so. Okay, um, John Harbaugh is not Doc Rivers. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is not Doc Rivers. Kyle Shanahan has won a Super Bowl. Um, John Harbaugh has won a Super Bowl, but he's only been to one, right? Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers has won a championship and been to another NBA Finals. He's more successful than them. And that's why he keeps getting these jobs because, uh, yes, he does choke, but he gets the superstars to respond to him, right? And in the NBA, more than actual X's and O's, you need a coach that can manage egos, that can get the stars to respond in a positive manner to him. And for at least a little while, he can get players to do that. So, yes, while they're not looking great right now, we expect them to turn it around and especially in the playoffs right um and they'll look good up until a certain po- certain point and yeah they choke that's 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 been the thing yeah you know and and i mean i just i love these questions and i love the way you're answering them because that leads right into the next question you mentioned in kyle shanahan it may sound insane this is from jeremy uh but should the 49ers move on from Kyle Shanahan? His upside is very high, but he can't seem to win a Super Bowl. What do you okay. Think? Okay. This this is perfect timing because um I've played a clip from this man's uh, channel, um, Grant Cohn, right? He is he is a uh 49ers YouTuber. He's also a reporter, a- actual reporter, <laughs> an actual journalist, him and his father. Uh they they have they they um they have press credentials. They they're in the post game uh, uh, interviews or po- press room or whatever. He's always mm-hmm. asking the players questions. Like they all know who he is, right? Um, great channel. Check him out. But he proposed that you know Kyle had Kyle's been to the Super Bowl three times, right? Twice with the 49ers. Yep. Um, and he can't win it. He just can't win it. Uh, the last two times, he's up ten. And chokes it away, right? He suggests Bill Belichick is out there. Bill Belichick wouldn't have lost that game, right? And I mean, I know Bill Belichick; his teams haven't haven't looked great, but he hasn't had great teams the last couple of years. Yeah. And he he content he he contests if Bill Belichick was coaching the team with some of the most the most talent on it, he wouldn't have lost that game. That's a compelling argument, but he's not saying Kyle Shanahan needs to go. He's just saying there might be some better options out there. And there are a few people over at the Niners Nation. OK, 
Okay, the 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 Niners faithful over there. Uh, they are questioning Kyle Shanahan as they should, which is why I laugh every time we question John Harbaugh. Everybody wants to jump to his defense because other fan bases will hold their coaches in front office accountable. They've done a great job assembling a team. They've done a good job keeping them competitive. But when you fall short like this, that needs to be questioned. Mm-hmm. Right? Not knowing what to do in overtime. Okay, I didn't know the rules. Right? I didn't know. I didn't know they changed in, in, in regular season or in the postseason. But I'm not the coach. He has to know that. Right? And he's sitting there trying to say, oh, I knew the rules. Oh, we, we wanted to do it this way. And other players are saying, I ain't know nothing about that. <laughs> Right, you know, I mean, there's a disconnect there, and that needs to be called out. What do you, what say what says you, B? Um, look, I, I, I look, he he's been to three Super Bowls, he's lost all three of them, but one of them he was an offensive coordinator. Yes, okay? uh, so you can't put the full blame on him for that game. No, uh, that one goes on Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, if you had run the ball at all at any point during the second half with that 25 point lead, you win that game. Sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, So, but you know, he, he gets, he gets partial credit for that choke job Uh, in the first Super Bowl against Kansas city. They, they just kind of went Kansas city on him, man. Like they were up. It was like 10 or 11 with seven minutes left and, and Kansas city just went off. Uh, You know, this, at this point, you know, obviously younger Travis Kelsey, uh, they still had Tyreek Hill. It was bad, but they were in position to win that game. Jimmy Garoppolo missed the throw to Emmanuel Sanders. That would have won them that game. Yes. Right? Uh, but they were right there. This game, I don't think he choked in this game. I think they just got beat by a better team. Uh, you know, th- it, This wasn't a situation of, hey, man, I'm, I'm going away from my strength. Christian McCaffrey had 30 touches in this game. Uh, you know, What happened, honestly, is... You were shutting down that Chiefs offense, and a big part of why you were shutting him down tore his Achilles in the most random fashion possible. Yeah, and, and the game kind of turned from there. Uh, I don't disagree with him taking that field goal because, look, you don't know that you're going to score if you go for it. Uh, you, you just got stopped, right? Uh, and you kind of... Well, lean on your defense at that point, right? Like I mean, this, this is what this is what Ravens fans always talk about, right? You got to that defense wins championships, right? Mm-hmm. So if you kick that field goal and you look at your defense and you say, "Hey, we need one stop," they've got to be able to get it. But that's why I don't agree. I I, I think they should have gone for a field goal. Now, one because originally I thought, "Hey, you went, you get a touchdown here, the game's over." I didn't realize you know they'll still get the ball back, but. Either way, I, I was knowing what I know now about the overtime rules, I still in that moment would have gone for it because, man, we've been down this road before, right? Um, and no, I don't trust. I, I don't. I don't leave it to the defense. I don't care how good my defense is. I don't want to leave it in the hands of, of 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 Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, right? They just they they just got down to the to the. Uh, to the other other side of the field right before the end of regulation and kicked the field goal, no problem. Right? My guys are tired. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no problem, but I mean they but they scored one touchdown in the game. Yeah, but 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 this is this is what happens in, in these games, right? Both teams play conservative. You know how it is with coaches until they actually absolutely have to, you know, just just air it out 
and then you see they, they're just going down the field, right? Um, you can't stall with the field goal when you're right there, man. Finish them off, right? Get get your get your touchdown, and then see if your defense can hold them to a field goal. If it's a touchdown, all right, we're going touchdown for touchdown. I'm not selling for field goals anymore. It's touchdowns from here on out. Well, look, you know I'm a fan of of teams being aggressive, and that's on the field, that's in free agency, in the draft, whatever it is, because the aggressive teams win. Yeah, right. You don't you don't win by sitting back and saying, man. I hope this guy we want falls to us in the middle of the second. Uh, you know, you know, you don't you don't win by saying, "Hey, I bet if we just keep on kicking these field goals, we'll just have more points at the end." But you know, you said you didn't want to leave it in the hands of of Pat Mahomes, and I get that. Do you want to put it in the hands of Brock Purdy? I don't, not really. Uh, so I mean, it, it's a no, it's a, it's but, a tough spot. No, but run the that, that's see, but that's that's where where Forty Nine fans are getting mad. It's third and fourth or whatever. Third, third and fourth. Four. You give it to Christian McCaffrey. Listen, if you came back on fourth down and you gave that ball to Christian McCaffrey on fourth and four, they would be burning him in effigy. Not fourth they, and fourth, third and four. It started out third and four. Well, I know it was third and four, but they, they ran the play on third and four, didn't get it. They, they, tried they didn't run it, though. So. No, no, no. They, they, they tried to throw it. They didn't get it because Chris Jones blew the play up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, run the ball. Use your best player. Okay, look. Chris McCaffrey is their best player. Like I said, he ran the ball 22 times. He had 80 yards. Like It wasn't like he, he was having a great okay. game on the ground. It's the last game no. of the season. I don't care. Run the ball. No, my point is, is that he wasn't running that well. So like you're, you're looking at it and saying, I can hand it to Christian. You know, and I don't think we're going to get there, right? Or I can try and throw it with my... MVP quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) There weren't any. There weren't any good options really offensively for him at that point, which is why I understand why he said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna give it our best shot here on third. We'll kick the field goal, and then you know, Bosa and 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 Chase Young and and Fred Warner and all you guys, you better stop them." But this is why we say. Hashtag defund the defense. Exactly. This is why we. This Your is why we never going to do it. It's never going to do it, and they won't get the blame. No. Well, except for Steve Wills, we'll talk about him in the overtime show. <laughs> uh, don't miss the overtime show, folks. That happens right after this show ends. All right, we're going to be talking about Steve Wills getting fired. We're going to be talking about uh, Travis Kelsey getting uh, or or, or or chest bumping Andy Reid. Right. And how uh, that that was covered up by a Super Bowl win, but we're going to discuss that. You insulted your coach. That's not okay. And we're going to discuss other things going on around the NFL. All right. There's a lot to talk about. We're not going to get to everything on this show. But if you go over to patreon.com slash LBHT show for as little as $5 a month, you can sign up and, and be a part of the overtime show. There it is right there. Yes. Look at that. He looks like a little kid yelling at, 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 his, at his dad. Dad, I said I wanted cheese. I want cheese on my burger. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't. I don't make the food. They you know what the he order. is. He's angry. <laughs> He's angry, Jason. <laughs> we all thought that they were both just kind of cool, fun-loving guys and everything. But <laughs> but J- Jason, Jason, Jason's a big teddy bear. Right? He's a sweetheart. And Travis is Travis is angry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs>
So yes, right above you, right? Like I said, right there, patreon.com slash LBHT show. All right. We have a few tiers, $5, $10, $20, $60. All right. Go check out the descriptions. Uh, you get nice, cool things for each one, but for as little as $5, you get the overtime show and you get access to our discord channel. All right. Uh, what we have next? Oh, let me read this from TJ Pinto. What's going on? He says, "Has San Francisco taken the ball first? Kansas City would have scored a touchdown, even if San Francisco matched them. KC gets the ball back and only needs a field goal to win." Yeah, look. Uh, I mean, the, he he means that they kicked. Uh, they did take the ball first and they got the field goal. Yeah, I, and I think yes, if you kick the ball, Kansas City probably scores the touchdown. But then you get the ball back and you can say, you have the option to say to yourself, hey, I want to trust my defense to stop them from getting a field goal or I want to go for two and win it right now. Yes. They didn't have that option when they had the ball first. They had to sit and they had to say, listen, we may not score here at all if we go for a touchdown. Uh, if we kick the field goal, at least we have – that, that chance of stopping them and, you know, either stopping them all together or holding them to a field goal and keeping the game going. If they kick the ball off, they know exactly what Kansas City did. Kansas City doesn't get the ball again, and you can go for that two-point conversion and go for the win or loss right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our friend Sonny, I'm not sure. He should be joining us here um, shortly. But while we're waiting for him, we will get a, uh, a NBA story. And this is not a small one. <laughs> this is this is a big story okay um lebron james it has been it, you know i'm not sure if this is confirmed but this is the rumor that the golden state warriors were were attempting to trade for lebron james at trade deadline okay now this the article that i read said that um or the tweet that i read said that the lakers and lebron james both declined the offer I think one of those things is true. <laughs> I think one of those things is, is true because uh, there were there were reports beforehand that that um, I was going to call him Rob Lowe, uh, Rob Palenka, <laughs> Rob Palenka <laughs> was was kind of you know getting some feelers out there. You know he he was he was uh, exploring all options and possibly trading LeBron James, which he can't do because he has a no trade uh, clause. He can't do anything unless LeBron says trade me. But I think they were kind of flirting with the idea of trading LeBron and seeing what they can get in return. And when Golden State heard those rumors, they did what a, a smart organization does and says, hey, are you really trying to move on from him? Because we love to have him over here. And LeBron said, hell no. <laughs> I, I think they both said no because what does Golden State have that the Lakers would want? Whoa, Danny, don't nobody want LeBron? Excuse me, LeBron is still one of the best players in the league. Dan, if, Dan, out her mind. If you're trying to win a championship, you might want to acquire his services. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense. Well, I was gonna say it doesn't make sense for Golden State, but it does when you have Steph Curry. Uh, but my point is, that they don't have anything to trade to LA to get LeBron. That don't make no sense. Ain't taking Draymond and Chris Paul. What about Kuminga? No. Oh, okay. I tried. No. <laughs> they, they don't they don't have anything to make to, to get that deal done. Uh unless the Lakers are literally just going to full on tank mode and say just give us your picks. Who cares? A lot of LeBron haters in here. 
Who is your team, Agent E? I know Danny's team is the Spurs. Agent E ain't got a team. He's he's team Agent E. Danny, you don't think LeBron could help the Spurs make a playoff push with with Wimbayama? LeBron would not go there. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, I mean, we talk. We, I mean, people are talking about LeBron like he's washed. He's not washed. This is this is one of my favorite things. Nobody want to play with him. Why does he get all the help? So, so wait, because LeBron haters will, will simultaneously say both things. They'll say, "Oh, nobody want to play with LeBron. Oh, but he needs all these stars around him to win." Um, yeah, and hold on, he said the Bucks. Oh, oh, the Bucks don't need him. They look like they do. <laughs> um, no, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't have it both ways. Nobody wants. To, nobody wants to play with them. But Golden State was just trying to trade for him. And guess what? Had they had they made that trade, I don't think Steph would have uh, objected to it. No, it, it it's been very uh, uh, public that they would like to play together. Yeah, yeah. like that's not a, that's not a secret. Uh, Danny says, "Oh wow, sure was the same person and watch and watch and see." Like I said, give it one more year. Yeah, no, no, no. Wemba, yeah, no, no. Wemba Yama is is the future, right? But He's a rookie, you know, and young teams don't win anything in the NBA. But if you had somebody like LeBron playing with Wimbayama, right, uh, he would look a lot better. The team would look a lot better. And I, and I I, think they would absolutely be in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. Like, he he makes your team better. He's not, he's not the LeBron James from, you know, the Miami days or Cleveland days or even the first, uh, uh, you know, or, or, the, or the Lakers' last uh, championship run. But he's still a top player in the league, man. Still a top player in the league. Like he can definitely help a team out. But he wants to do it in LA. Um, and the thing is, yeah, because he is older, right? He's not going to give it his all night in and night out. He has to preserve himself for the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs, and it'll be just like last year. Like you know, they went on a run and they, and they ran into Denver. Denver's a great team, but I think they'll be right there again in the postseason. It doesn't look like it now, but. Him and Anthony Davis are still very good. Uh, the rest of those boys, sheesh, they got to get together. But we'll, we'll see what they do. Um, I think they can make a run in the playoffs still. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zeke, uh, this is another – we'll be here for another two hours discussing this. LeBron is the GOAT. Me and B uh, tend to agree with this. Uh, there'll be some people say, no, it's MJ. That's fine. I'm not going to argue the MJ argument. We grew up on MJ, all right? We wanted to be like Mike, okay? We love Michael Jordan. But – just looking at everything, we think LeBron is is the better player, right? I'm not going to go into I'm not going to go into a back and forth with everybody here, but unless you're our age, unless you're our age, I don't want to hear the MJ argument. You didn't watch MJ. LeBron is your MJ. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, why is your face glowing, B? He's he's looking. He's looking. Man, why are you all in our business? I be saying. <laughs> No, because as Agent E said, uh, Curry already said he don't want to play with him. And I was reading what Curry said, which is not, I don't want to play with him. It's it's not going to happen. So I don't think, you know, so I'm good. I don't uh, really think about Agent it. E, Agent E with the bump scoop. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. All right. So, Sonny, I don't know if Sonny is coming. It's, uh, well, we'll give him a few minutes. But uh, in the meantime, let's do um, trivia. 
We can go to trivia. Uh, this one. No, yeah, I, I was gonna. Yeah, like, if I, I, I would, I would, I would like it if people just gave their honest answer instead of googling immediately on this one. Okay, it's it's a true or false okay. question. Okay, before you ask, before you ask, eighty-eight people in here still, man. Salute to you guys, man. Salute to y'all. Hit that like button if you're new. Hit that subscribe button. All right, we're trying to get to two thousand subscribers. This is also for points, right? Yes. You, the first three people to get it right, we get points. The points go towards prizes at the end of the month. All right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this is a true or false question. True or false, Jim Harbaugh finished his career with more yards, touchdowns, and a higher yards per carry than Bo Jackson. This is rushing. I should put rushing in there. Rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and a higher yards per carry than Bo Jackson. Jim Harbaugh finished his career with more rushing yards, touchdowns, and higher yards per carry than Bo Jackson. Wow. Oh, shout out. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? It's a, I, I can't read the it's, Now it's gone. Well, thank you for subscribing. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, all right. So we got, we got true, false, true. I'm going to say false. That can't be true. Okay. Uh, we got Ivy saying, saying true. Danity. Daniel and Alex all saying false. Zeke saying false. The answer is false. Uh, Jim Harbaugh finished his career with five more rushing yards than Bo Jackson, with two more rushing touchdowns, but he only had 5.0 yards per carry compared to Bo Jackson's 5.4. Wow. Yes. Harbaugh played for a long time, though. That's why. Harbaugh did play for a long time, all right? But he had around the same number of carries as Bo, okay? So it, it, it balances out. Okay. All right? He was a better runner. Kenny and Short, thank you for subscribing. I appreciate you, Dan. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes, yes. Be awesome like Kenny and hit the subscribe button. Danity, Daniel, and Alex, congratulations. Points incoming for you. All right. All right. Um, man, it's, it's almost nine. I'm not sure if Sonny's coming. He said he said between uh, 840, 845. I don't know. All right. So here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do because it's an hour and a half in. You guys know it's hashtag no two hours over here. All right. We'll 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 talk. We'll we'll pick up the Ravens talk for a couple more minutes. See if if, uh, Sonny joins. Uh, If you guys don't know who Sonny is, Sonny from SZG Sports. All right. Go over to his channel. Subscribe. He's he's overseas for a while, so he kind of uh, he took a break from the channel from his channel. Um, but it looks like he's starting to pick things back up. Um, and he's also uh, one of the the four hosts over on AFC North Talk. All right, that's where they got four different YouTubers representing each team from the AFC North. Uh, dope content over there. All right, um, pretty big channel, and he's doing great things over there. Sunny is one of the first people that I, I kind of. You know, saw on YouTube, like in the Ravens YouTube uh, sphere. I, I saw him before I actually saw Engraven, I think. Um, but when me and B decided to start doing a podcast, you know, 
I, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, I was thinking, you know, thinking about doing a podcast or whatnot with my brother. And suddenly he said, hey, man, like whatever you need, just let me know any tips, advice or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> and we we started our website. B used to write a bunch of articles. Me, me and B actually did a mock draft on there. Um, and you guys should check it out. Go to lbstshow.com and find that, that mock draft where we say <laughs> exactly what the Ravens should have done that year they drafted Patrick Queen. Um, very interesting article, right? Uh, I sent the link to Sonny, and Sonny read it on his show, right? This is before we had any real – we had like five subscribers, right? right? Myself, my my son, my daughter. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like he, he just kind of went through the article on, on his show. So that, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So we've been meaning to get Sonny on here for a while. The schedules haven't been able to uh, match up, but we got to get Sonny on here. We got to get Engraven on here. Engraven showed us a lot of love when we first started as well. So we want to return the favor. But yes, um, look, man, like the Ravens, they yes, I'm I'm hard on on Harbaugh, the EDC, right? I'm going to be tough on them because we're trying to win a Super Bowl. I I don't like this mentality of of well. They're, they they like to maintain a, a good team, and you know if they get lucky one year and they break out, that's great. No, 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 no. Be all in. You got you got to know when to throw all your chips in, yeah. right? You, you're playing to win, right? Like like that's that's the that's the whole point of this to win. And this was our year to be that team. And the things that held us back, yeah, coaching held us back, right? But also what you put out there on the field because. Yeah, people will say, "Oh, it wasn't the it wasn't the players? Like we we had enough to win. Everybody has enough to win. That's not. I don't want to hear that. Everybody has enough to win. Yeah, right. The the teams that are competing, the Lions had enough to win. Dallas had enough to win. Green Bay had enough to win. Right. Buffalo had enough to win. I don't, that saying we had enough to win doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Right. We need to we need to have more. <laughs> right. We need to have guys that when we get in those situations and things aren't going as planned somebody can take over mm-hmm. right we we don't have that and yes saying oh well it wasn't the gm it was the coach okay so what's the consequence for the coach then? right like you're the gm right you're a great exactly exactly uh the consequence is uh you're not going anywhere and your defense is about to get worse but good job yeah what makes yeah. what's so special about that? Nothing. Uh, like I said, you know, I don't care that they got to the AFC Championship game. Not really. Yeah. Not when you lose the exact same way that you lost every year prior. Uh, it, it just it doesn't mean anything there. Beating up on Houston, it was fun to watch. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, you beat a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback uh, who didn't right. even have. He didn't even have uh, arguably his best wide receiver in Tank Dell mm-hmm. wasn't there. You know, their, their best defensive player, also a rookie. Like, okay, cool. They had a great se- they had a great season. They weren't on the they weren't on the level of Kansas City and Baltimore and San Francisco and them. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Uh, when you get into you know you go from that to the next week scoring ten points, it's not okay. You know, and, and and something has to change. Yeah. You know, they, they, they scored 10 points in that loss. They scored three points when they lost to, to Buffalo. They scored 12 points when they lost to Tennessee. 
They scored 17 points when they lost to the Chargers in Mars' rookie year. Uh, and, and again, you know, they've had one game for the greatest rushing team of all time. They've had one game in the playoffs where their running backs ran for over 100 yards, and that was against Houston. Right. It's just right. not good enough. And only now are people saying, are, are, are people criticizing Harbaugh, right? Because when, when we put out that tweet yesterday um, or day before, and I, I saw a lot of people respond to us saying, okay, you can attack Harbaugh, that's fair, but don't attack EDC. But last year, when we were saying this stuff about Harbaugh, is hey, you can't say that about Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a great coach, right? What's yeah. going on is we're a year, we're a year ahead of you guys. We're, <laughs> we're actually a few years ahead of you guys because we've been saying fire Harbaugh, right? But you love you love a person until one day you just had enough and it's like, oh, we'll just get rid of them. Yeah, people used to argue when we said fire Greg Roman too. Yep. Uh, in fact, one of our first live streams, we talked about Des Bryant and we, how, how, how big of a joke that was, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember that one person was... That just, was the first time I got into a, a, a Twitter argument uh, based on the show when I laughed at a dude who, who was all excited about them signing Des Bryant. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, it's a joke. i never forget because there was a couple of people that were, that were clowning us in the chat because we said we didn't like the Des Bryant signing or, or it didn't mean anything. And I remember one guy in particular was calling us out. And I said, okay, well, make sure you come back at the end of the season when he doesn't do anything, right? And you know what that guy did? Deleted his account. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I can't, that, that's why, you know, I can only respond to so many people on Twitter because half of you guys, 90% of you guys aren't serious, right? You take yeah. these little shots because you get emotional because we said something about a guy who you don't know, who doesn't know you. Right, um, because you you know, some you know one of the gatekeepers told you to love him, so you love him, and then just like that, when when he's not doing well or he does get fired, and it's just ah oh, well whatever, because because now you guys make all the zero jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Right, he was he was untouchable before. What's going on, Josh? Josh Hoffman in the house says uh, <laughs> he said he did the honorable thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 what's going on keelan says what's up old heads late from grocery shopping hey you shop like i do man the harris teeter by my house i remember harris teeter used to be uh 24 7 i used to go shop at midnight it was sweet <laughs> now it closed at like 10 30. <laughs> ridiculous uh keelan says but i think the ravens should trade a seventh for alva kamara and trade a first and third for brandon Ayuk since he wants out of 49ers so he can be a number one option especially with the zay zay news okay so a couple things uh that seventh round pick for alan kamara that came from a proposed trade from a bleacher report i think it would probably cost more than a seventh round pick for alvin kamara yeah uh but but i do like alvin kamara i do uh saquon's at the top of my list because we don't have to trade anything we can just sign him mm-hmm. right he's younger than alvin kamara but i do like alvin kamara still uh, i wouldn't be mad at that I would love to get Brandon Ayuk, boy. <laughs> I would love to get Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and and we, we should probably not jump to he wants out of San Francisco because his brother posted on Instagram saying yeah. he wants out. Like, yeah, yeah. Fa- families of players get real emotional too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet Brandon does not want out of San Francisco. Yeah. Until they tell him, no, we're not going to pay you. Uh, one session says, I want Derrick Henry. I wanted Derrick Henry too. 
I well, I want to hear for this season. Yeah. But but B has talked has kind of talked me out of Derek. I didn't talk. Look, I, I told people when because people argued with us at the at the trade deadline when we said go get Derrick Henry. Your running backs are not good enough. And like, oh, you don't know ball. We can run over anybody. We don't mm-hmm. need. Yeah. We don't even need the gimmicks with Lamar running. This ain't like 2019. All this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, oh, you know. So Gus and them are good enough. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, then afterwards. Later, it was, oh, well, um, you know, we can sign Derrick Henry in the offseason. Yeah, okay, but you needed him three weeks ago. No, no, you don't, no, no. You don't need him in September. And yeah. and now he's now he's going to be over 30. You know, he's going to be looking for however much money he's going to be looking for. Because, I mean, I'm sure he's not going to come cheap. And you're going to buy his decline. You're not the same team that you were this year. You needed him right then. Yes. That's, and that's my thing. I always say, you know, the GMs, they all draft good players. They all sign good players. And that's great. But winning a championship is about the timing of it. No, no. I agree with that. Like, we were on the same page with that. Get him for right then, right? Mm-hmm. Don't re-sign him. Because I, I wanted I wanted Derrick Henry last year. And you brought out the you brought the, the facts, man. You brought the stats. He he's His carries have been declining over the last few years, yeah. right? And that's a good point. You know, he's he's getting less and less carries every year because he's getting older. What happens when we get him? Right? Maybe that first year is great, but then after that, he's looking like Gus Edwards. I don't want that. Right? Yeah. No, I don't want to pay for his decline. Hey, what's going on, Sonny? You you got here just in time. <laughs> hold, on. Well, hold on, hold on. I mean, make sure. Oh, oh we got switch scenes properly. Yes, I meant, yes. I meant to do that. I meant to do that behind the scenes, but let me go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll just roll with it now, since <laughs> since this is this is happening. Uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and put him in. Hey, there we go. There he is. What's going What's up, on? Sonny? Oh wait, we can't uh, hear you. You're Hold muted. On. Yeah, you're. Let me stop muted on on, on my end. No. Oh no. Uh, we got a new setup here, Sonny. So things are, are, are going a little differently. Um, let's see. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you might have to click something. Can, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Got you. Yes. How you, you doing, Sonny? Can you yes. still see me? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It went dark exactly. on my side, but okay. If you can see me, that's cool. <laughs> yes. I'm doing okay. How about you? Man, well, it's well, good man. to see you, man. Long Thanks time no see. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yes, sir. Yes. Hey, by the way, big fan. Big fan of what you've been doing big fan of what how you're growing the channel i uh i appreciate everything you guys say by the way even the things that, that i don't agree which is fine because i love good discord that's always good that's always good for us <laughs> <laughs> all right so you reached out to us man and said hey look man i want to discuss uh you know what's going on in your tweet and whatnot you know it was a, it was a very uh controversial tweet <laughs> well, um the, it, everything happened cause i don't even know how how i got to it right because i you know i i tried to put consciously that i'm, I'm not gonna live in twitter i'm not gonna yeah. live in yeah. the twitterverse because i have a family right like i i need to do stuff but people hit me up have you seen this have you seen that right and, and i tried to reply to everybody shout out to everybody who's watching this live stream like and subscribe to my guy's channel um but it was a clip, I believe it was you, Jose, that said the Lamar can be on a better stage than Pat. And you can correct yeah. me because I'm yeah. trying to remember exactly. No, you're right. Better than Mahomes. All he needs to do is win one. 
I said at least one to get in the conversation. Got What um, my, my whole argument was he doesn't have to win as many as Mahomes to be considered better than Mahomes. You know, the, the, the amount of Super Bowl wins isn't the only argument, you know. Um, but the way Pat Mahomes is playing now, he doesn't have to win seven rings to be considered better than Tom Brady. Let him win two more, and I think he, he has it. True, but that's, they're, they're in different eras, right? Yeah. Like one of Mahomes' greatest, when it's all said and done, if, if Joe Burrow keeps playing like Joe Burrow is, if Lamar Jackson keeps playing like Lamar Jackson is and, and Allen is, and none of these dudes win a championship, right? Um, my, and it's because of Mahomes wins five, right? Let's say five. And then the NFC wins a couple, but Mahomes basically, the Chiefs keep making to the Super Bowl. What is the argument there? Like, like, oh, I agree. Yeah, he's right? essentially Michael Jordan at that point. Exactly. You're, you're keeping the other ones for yeah. winning. But the the problem with the argument that Lamar doesn't have to win as many as Mahomes, in my opinion, different than Brady. Brady and Mahomes are in different era. You can argue different rules and everything. Mm -hmm. These two bad boys are in the same era. The the Mahomes got drafted one year before. And you can say Lamar's rookie year, we can scratch it, but by year two, Lamar was MVP. So it wasn't like like Lamar took a while to yeah. bloom to bloom to what he is. So the argument that the, if Lamar ever wants to have the argument when they both retired that I was better than Pat Mahomes, there's no way he can do it when I'm less than him. Because they were both in the same era. There were the only way is let's say they're both play six years more and Lamar wins four. And Pat Mahomes doesn't win anymore, and then Lamar retires, and Pat Mahomes stays in the league and wins more later. Then, different argument. But in the same era, both being in the AFC, both of them competing against each other, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way. So let right? me ask this. Say, I, I was, let, let, let me ask this. Go ahead. So he's got Pat Mahomes got three. I, I, I'm three. Yeah, sure. three. I'm pretty sure he's gonna win at least another one. It Let's seems he, like he's got six already, but <laughs> yeah. because he's been in the in the Super Bowl five five times, right? He's lost two. Four times. Four yeah, times. Right, right. So let's say let's say he wins two more. He wins five. Lamar wins three. Right. Mm -hmm. But Lamar has three more league MVPs than he does. Like you can't make an argument then. Like okay, Pat Mahomes has had. You know what the argument will be? In my opinion, it will be the same argument that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have. Tom Peyton Manning, you can argue was a better regular season quarterback, and Peyton Manning was a better quarterback overall. That's the argument you will have. Yeah. I, I for, for me, uh, I don't think he has to win more. And the reason I don't think he has to win more, that's kind of the other part of that video <laughs> that we posted. But if, you know, Pat Mahomes right now has three, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if Lamar wins one or two, uh, let's just say it's two. He wins two. So he doesn't have as many as Pat Mahomes. They both have the same number of MVPs. But you're talking about a guy who won two Super Bowls without Andy Reid, without Travis Kelsey, without Tyreek Hill because he had him for the one. You know, and and you gotta look at the, the circumstances that they played in. Because Lamar's circumstances have been much worse than Pat Mahomes' circumstances through mm. this point in his career. Right? Uh Andy Reid's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh you know, John Harbaugh is 
respectfully, he is not. Uh, <laughs> Andy Reid's one of the best offensive play callers of all time. John Harbaugh doesn't call plays, you know, and, they, mm-hmm. and they've had Greg Roman as offensive coordinator. And mm-hmm. you know. uh, so I think at that point, you kind of you can look at the context of their situations and say, hey, you don't have to win quite as many because it's a harder road. Uh, I don't think that most people would make that argument. But I, I think it's an argument that you could make. I wouldn't make the argument because how many Super Bowls did Andy Reid won before Mahomes? He won zero. Zero. He won zero, right? Mm-hmm. Harbaugh had Harbaugh had won before before Lamar, right? And, and, and we wanna and we wanna crap on Harbaugh. Look, I, I criticize yep. Harbaugh plenty, <laughs> and I criticize EDC plenty. That I criticize EDC more than I do Harbaugh, because yeah. actually I'm okay with Harbaugh. If anything, the only problem that I have with Harbaugh is he's too loyal. I like that he is a game manager to the point that he lets his OC do what their OCs want to do and their DCs do what their DCs want to do, right? And he doesn't interfere much in there. Um, I think people in Baltimore don't give Harbaugh the credit that he deserves. People think that we win despite a Harbaugh, and I think, I think it goes hand in hand. Now, I don't think he's close to Andy Reid. If you say, oh, but with Andy, yeah, no. Andy Reid is in a different stage. I agree with that. Andy Reid is a better coach. I'm not going to dispute with that. But Harbaugh's not a crappy coach. And Giro, for other things, I hated Giro too. But Giro was a great thing for Lamar. It allowed him time to develop. If anything, my only criticism is Giro should have been left go a year earlier, right? But I love that he was here for the years that he was here because that allowed Lamar to develop, right? Because Lamar wasn't the pastor that he is today, right? And, and we might think that Lamar in year one, he could have been. I don't know if that's true because I remember Lamar throwing a lot behind receivers, not stepping on properly, not getting to receivers, right? Overthrowing receivers. And I think what Giro did allow him to build that up. Again, I think he was let go a year too late. We can make that argument, but the fact that he had Giro for those, he had it here, what, three years? Three years, I believe, yeah. Okay, so at least the two years that he had it here before the third, I thought Giro was a necessity for his development. Third year, again, different argument. Now he has Munkin. Munkin plays an offensive style that we can debate, I think is good. I don't think is great, but I think is good. Okay, but it allows Lamar to have freedom. So now Lamar's running the offense as his style, as whatever he wants. In my opinion, it needs to be reeled back a little. I think he needs a little bit more structure. Um, but but that's that's how they're flowing right now. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about two quarterbacks that are con- contemporaneous and different from Brady and Peyton. We're talking right now in the league when Brady and Peyton were there. There was no really. I mean, there was the second tier. Right. And right now you can talk about Mahomes is in tier one and then you can say, well, then Burrow, Allen, Lamar are tier two. So that's all. That's three versus with Brady and, and, and Manning. That was the two. And then there was a gap and then the rest were coming. Um, but yeah, right now, Lamar needs to look better in the playoffs. That's that's plain. That's the first thing. And in this playoff game, look, I, I, I know. Y'all stands have been for a while defunding the defense and all that, right? 100%. I remember, I remember that. But the defense was what kept them in this game, for sure. And I will argue that this year, and I don't know if you want to touch this, that they should invest more in the defensive side than the offensive side. We can debate that if you want. But the defense is literally why we weren't blown out in this game. 
So okay, no so doubt. Let me ask you this: how how much more could they have invested in that defense? Well, because ahead, because sorry. because the defense kept us in the game, but they didn't win us the game. Yeah, the defense. All defense will do is give you a chance. Look, look what the Chiefs' defense did against the 49ers. That mm -hmm. Chiefs' offense was anemic for three quarters. Mm -hmm. Not first touchdown was on a muff punt. Nothing. But what did the defense of the Chiefs did? They didn't win them the game. They didn't do a pick six. They kept them in the game while the Chiefs' offense was struggling. Right? They kept them in the game. They keep forcing them to field goals. And eventually, Patrick Mahomes got the lucky break of a short field goal. was a, what, 12-yard pass, touchdown pass. And then eventually, the drive for the other touchdown to win the game. But it wasn't like Pat Mahomes was, like, stellar. Like, you're looking at this game. You're not looking at, like, hmm. I know Pat Mahomes is the MVP. I'm, I remember telling Mahomes, like, I don't know who the MVP for this game could be. Like, if I if I was to give him an MVP, McDuffie. McDuffie played lights out. Now, the stats wouldn't show it because he didn't have any picks. But McDuffie was shutting down whoever was the ball was coming, right? Mm -hmm. But Sheckle really didn't do much. Mahomes did just enough. It wasn't like he had a stellar game, right? But the defense kept them in the game, for sure. And that's what our defense did. Our defense had two shitty possessions. Then Mahomes was just doing whatever. You know, I'm, whatever I'm, he was pleased. Go ahead. I'm, sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. That Mahomes didn't have a great game, because that's exactly how I view Lamar's game against Kansas City. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, he had two terrible, terrible passes. Obviously, the the interception that that should not have been because it was pass interference, but it was a terrible decision, a terrible throw. Uh, and he had another throw that should have been intercepted that went right through uh, mm -hmm. Chiefs Chiefs mm -hmm. defenders' arms. Right. That's exactly what happened to Mahomes in the Super Bowl, right? He won, He threw one really bad interception. He threw one bad interception. And then he had another pass that went right through a 49ers defender's hands that should have been picked but wasn't, right? Yes. Outside of it, he, yes. Didn't make, he didn't make a ton of great plays. You know, he was, he was fine. Uh, and that's exactly what happened with Lamar. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Zay Fires catches the ball. Uh, gets the taunting call. Zay Fires catches another one. Yep. Fumbles the ball going into yep. the end zone. If he holds on to the ball, diving into the end zone, we're saying Lamar made the plays he needed to make, you know, to, for them to be in that game. But the uh, problem that I have with Lamar, and sorry to interrupt you, is we go back to every single playoff game, and I don't know what's wrong with him in the red zone, but he, that's where he likes to throw the pick. Pat Mahomes threw the pick, I don't know, in the 50, I don't know, some point in the midfield, right? Horrible pass. Uh, Travis Kelsey was over here, overthrew him. Okay. But Lamar, think about that Buffalo game. It's tied. We're driving, right? Pick six, 99 yards return, right? Mm -hmm. And that was two years. That was the last time that he played in the playoff before the Texans game. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he just put in too much pressure on him. Well, I can say what it is. What is it? It's the play calling. When you look at those, at those, uh, those those touchdown drives that Mahomes has in the red zone, he's throwing to wide open receivers. When Lamar's throwing these interceptions, there's nobody to stand there wide open. He's trying to force the ball to somebody he thinks is going to make a catch because, you know, my 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 rookie running back has been dropping the ball. My mm -hmm. my my shorthand tight end drops the ball every time we get to the end zone. I'm trying to force it to whoever you know I trust. And yeah, he he gets a little tunnel vision. You don't have the best play calling when it comes to passing, especially with G-Row. And I disagree with G-Row in terms of developing. I think he actually 
held Lamar back. And I think Tom Munkin is kind of showing that now. Right. But, you know, I think it's just the difference in play calling is the difference in how we approach passing over here because we want to be a run, 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 run team until we get to the playoffs and then forget that we're a running team. And we're going to try to air it out with a with a receiving core that's not used to running routes, that's not used to the high volume of passes. And it looks clunky out there. Well, what I was going to say is. Yes and no, like during the year. Right, a lot of open receivers. Think about the Buffalo game. I'm sorry, not the Buffalo, the Texans game. There are a lot of open guys. I do agree that for some reason we do abandon the run quick. Yeah. Now the question here is, and you will not know the answer. I will not know the answer because the Ravens do a good job and no, not throwing anybody under the bus. If Lamar has the freedom on the play calling, right? Is it the play call that is abandoning the run, or is it Lamar abandoning the run? I don't know. A lot of there's a lot of RPOs there. That is it Lamar not giving the ball up because he wants to be the one making the play. I'm not sure. I don't think you're sure. And I know the Ravens, Harba, for every shit you want to say, Harba doesn't throw his players under the bus, which I think the players appreciate, right? Yeah. We, for some reason, the one thing I was going to say here with uh, well, my, another thing that Mahomes did in that game, that for some reason, and I don't know if it's that Lamar wants to show people, no, I can throw, is Pat Mahomes that cannot tie Lamar's shoes on the running side said now nah, you know what my receivers were covered for whatever you want to say he'll say there was the receivers were covered a lot of time what did Mahomes say what did Mahomes did okay I'm gonna scramble I'm gonna scramble get 15 get 10 get 20 right fourth down I'm gonna run it I don't care right and I feel like Lamar wasn't there in that game like he ran a little bit but he wasn't like they were so much because when we were putting receivers out there right four wide receivers right tight one tight end three receivers whatever formation you see you're you're watching the 23 like shit there's so many open space and as he's breaking the pocket right because he knows his all line has been okay not great okay break the pocket there's nobody there or you're in a one-on-one and you're not gonna take it you're freaking lamar jackson why are you not taking it it's a playoff game you lose you're, you're going home right so i think what i think happens with lamar i think it, there's something mentally there on the playoffs that I think he needs to overcome pressure-wise. And I think he starts playing too much hero ball. Um, again, I, I love Lamar. I um, I, I was happy that they signed him. I'm, I'm happy we have Lamar because I think yeah. it's the only way we can win is with Lamar. But I think the fan base sometimes is very quick to point everything else minus Lamar because we are so afraid that if we say anything bad about Lamar, all the trollers from all the other teams are going to say, you see, this is what I'm saying. Like, no, I'm going to criticize your quarterback because your quarterback shitty too. But I'm also going to criticize when my quarterback didn't do good. And that game, obviously, say Flowers scores a touchdown, we have a different ball game. We drove. You talk about, again, defense. That Our defense clamped them. They had nothing, minus that last pass at the end of the game, which I disagree with. McDonald did. They should have put pressure quicker on, uh, I would have gone all-out all blitz. All-out blitz, and then tighten it up. They did, and they did a delay blitz. That was too much time for Mahomes. But they clamped them down. And our offense, if you think about it, we did move the ball. And then we got to the red zone, and we did stupid things, right? Like... That's that's um, and you can say it's partial play calling. I'm not I'm not even saying that the play calling doesn't affect, but 
the likely throw. Look, the likely throw was it should never be made. And Marcel like, oh, I saw a too high show. I think is what he said. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, before you threw the ball, the, the two safeties were already coming to the middle. Unlikely. And even if even if it wasn't a pass in the freeze, there's no way likely can make that ball that call, that that catch. There's no way it shouldn't. And at that point, at, at worst, you had three because you're you're not in the red zone, but you're like in the twenty five. So, so those are the things that he needs to get better. We need to work on, um, figure out what is this pressure, right? Because there might not be receivers sometimes open. I'm not going to dispute that. During the year, there were sometimes receivers open. There weren't. But Lamar is Lamar Jackson because he can run. And if all receivers are in cover because this defense is pushing back, that's what he needs to do. I'm hoping he watched Pat Mahomes in that Super Bowl in that last drive and said, like, damn, I should have done that because he should I already know what he's going to say. I'll say, I'll say this. I, I don't think it's fair the way you're criticizing Lamar right now, and I'll tell you why. Okay. okay. Uh, Wait, before you go, B, I just want to let because uh, uh, everybody's going to start typing in the chat. We we have a thing here, Sonny. We, it's, it's hashtag no two hours. We have crossed the two-hour mark. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No, no. <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault. Sonny, we, we will only do it for you. Only for you. It's, 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 it's acceptable. Okay? All right. All right. Go ahead, B. <laughs> uh, so when we started talking about this, right, you said we need to invest even more in the defense, right? Yes. I can tell you uh, why, but sorry. Keep going. Yeah, so you invest even more in the defense. And you said Lamar needs to run more, which he ran eight times. Mahomes ran nine times. I mean, they, they ran about the same amount. Yeah, it's uh, picking the spots. But and, run, and, yeah. and, and Mahomes running well, backs ran a lot more. Yes. Right. Running backs. Yes, right. I that, that's, that's, the, that's the other part of it because Lamar is the entire run game. But you said you, you use a specific phrase, hero ball, right? Uh, I don't think you can call it hero ball if your other side of your opinion is let's invest on the other side of the ball, right? Because you don't have playmakers on offense. The fact is you got, you got a rookie in Zay Flowers mm-hmm. who, who had a good season, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not, a, he's not a superstar at this point. Okay, uh, he's, got a, he's got a lot of, of, of uh, development to do. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews was out mm-hmm. most of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Mark Andrews is a super. He's a good tight end. Right, he's not a he's not Travis Kelsey, he's not George Kittle, uh, and then and then who else is it? Right, it's Rashad Bateman who has, I mean, for being honest, has not been productive in his career. I agree. Uh, we've got Nelson Aguilar, who's a guy who can make plays in spots, but is not a very reliable receiver. Gotcha. Uh, you've got Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, who in this particular game weren't even given the opportunity to make any kind of plays. Uh, and then you got an O-line who had been extremely inconsistent, right? And that and that's just this year. This is the best offense he's played on, right? Uh, previously, you're talking about Willie Sneed and Seth Roberts and Des yes. Bryant and Deshaun yes. Jackson and Miles Boykin yes. and, 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 and Evan Duvernay and James Pro, like these, these kind of guys, right? So I don't think it's fair because when you, when you talk about Pat Mahomes, you know, that he's got the all-time best tight end, arguably, and Travis Kelsey. Fair. Right. He's got a good run game with Isaiah Pacheco, who yes. they actually use. Yes. Uh, you've got, you know, the, the receivers, they're right around the same level as Baltimore's receivers at this point. I mean, uh, you can argue right? that ours were a little bit more productive than theirs. 
Receivers, no tight ends. But okay, yeah. go ahead. But yeah, you got Rishi Rice, you've got Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sky Moore and, and Kadarius Tony didn't really play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the other thing. They didn't throw to any other receivers either. They only threw to the guys who produced. But when you when you look at that and then you throw in the fact that that's a much better coach team. I think, you know, we, we both agree with that, that Andy Reid is a much better offensive coach than John Harbaugh. Yes. Uh, it's difficult to say, hey, Lamar, uh, don't play hero ball, but just go make it happen. Yeah, so 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 when I say hero ball, I think what I'm trying to to rephrase, I mean, let me see, maybe I didn't say correctly, is the fact that if you look at that game, mm-hmm. when you look at the 22, you talk about nobody was open. There was a lot of open guys. But you know where they were open? In the five and six yards, right? There were, if you want to talk eight to ten to twelve, there, there, you're. I agree. There was not a lot of people open, but so many times somebody was open in the flat. Take it. Why are you not taking it? Because Why? Well, you're not going to. No, take because it. Mahomes is no, taking no. those passes. No, 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 no. He. That's the way that the, you basically have to go with what the defense is giving. Oh, you're gonna protect that. I'm gonna dink and dunk you to death until you start coming in, and then I'm gonna bring you up texans what did the texans did the texans were playing in right they were blitzing a lot and playing in. what did lamar did oh well in this game i can throw bombs right because now you're just playing in against me but the she's play a little bit more lax right they, they play trying to we're not gonna allow any big play and if lamar runs we're gonna react to him i think that was the, their game plan so that that's where coaching comes in that's where the head coach says hey first of all lamar Take what the defense is giving you. Also, my running backs only have three carries at halftime. We need to get the ball in their hands. That's where yeah. coaches are supposed to take over to get us back in our game because comparing our offense to to the Chiefs, they do something completely different from us, right? And yes, there are so, two different schemes. Yes, two, two different schemes. Yeah. So yeah, for them passing, they can they can make the adjustments. You know. Uh, Mahomes is used to dinking and dunking, take what the defense give you because he knows where everybody's going to be on the field. The receivers know where they're going to be because that's mm-hmm. what they practice. Our receivers don't practice the same things that they practice. We are a run-heavy team, and that's the thing that we didn't do against a team that isn't particularly good at stopping a run. So everybody's confused out there as as to what we should be doing. Like, yeah. of course they're gonna they're gonna look clunky. That's not what they practice, and that's not their strength. And it's a, it's just difficult to say, hey. You know, just take what the defense is giving you. Just dump it off to not great receiving backs. You know, they're, they're but we just, did it through the smart. year. We did it through the year. Okay, but you're not. But you're not talking about the regular season anymore, right? It's a whole different thing. And you're talking about in a game where the running backs had a total of like six carries, which means that Kansas City pass rush is pinning their ears back and coming after a O line that's not very good. Not a very good pass blocking O line, and a lot of times, like you mentioned before, you're running multiple wide receiver sets. You don't have help. Uh, it's a bad situation. Uh, it's a bad situation to put your quarterback in. It's a bad situation to put your O line in. Uh, and, I, and again, I think that one problem is the coaches get in, and and I can't even blame Monken. I can't blame Monken because it's happened with the previous two offensive coordinators as well. So John Harbaugh gets into the playoffs and forgets about the run game. Right. So you think it's Farbaugh that says not to run the ball? I, I don't know if he's saying don't run the ball, but what I'm saying to you is 
Marty Morningwig forgot about the run game in 2018 when they got to the playoffs. Greg Roman, every year they got to the playoffs, forgot about the run game. Wait, wait. So Marty, Marty in 2018, Marty in 2018, all they did was run the ball. That, that was the problem. I guess the Chargers, I was in that game. We were losing, and all they were doing is running the ball with Lamar or whoever the running back was. 2019 counts. Titans also went to that game. That was Kenneth uh, Dixon. Kenneth Dixon, I think it was a running back. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, my point is they were running. That was the year that basically were not allowing Lamar to throw, right? That was his rookie year. And then 2019 comes. I think he uh, had the most pass attempts he's had all, yeah. all year in that game. Yeah, but my point is, even with that, we ran the ball way more than we should have in that particular game because we were down early. And I think in 2019, they, they over- had, I'm sorry, they, Gus Edwards had eight carries. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Dixon had six carries. Yes, and how many How many had Lamar in that game? In that game, Lamar had nine. Nine. So 20-something. What was the score? The score of that game ended up 23-17 for the Chargers. Okay. It got That's close right, at yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But, so, so, again, go ahead. That's a game where both running backs – Fewer than ten carries, eight and six, yep. and that's a that's a common theme uh, for the Ravens. It was Morningwig, it was Roman, and now it's Munkin. Uh, yep. You know they're the best run team ever, right? They yep. built their team to be defense and run, defense and yep. run, defense yep. and run, and they have one playoff game yep. uh, under under you know in this in this era, one yep. playoff game where they yep. got a hundred yards from their running backs, and that was against Houston. Yep. But but I wouldn't I, I don't suffocate on the carries per player as much as the team because in the regular season you will have Gus running eight, next running back Hill or whoever will rush for nine or ten, and then Lamar will rush for seven or eight. That's what they do. They distribute their rushing attempts. They might have a game if they were blowing somebody out that you know, X player might get a bunch of carries. Right. But my point here is more like. I don't think Harbaugh actually gets into the play calling. I think these so one of the things that I that I said in a stream after the playoff game was my feeling that when Lamar and the Ravens both Lamar and the Ravens think about the regular season, we won every game, and the ones that we lost, we lost at the end, right? So we go down early. And panic sets. And if you want to blame Harbaugh on that, you can blame Harbaugh, right? Because he is the one that's supposed to calm the team down. Nothing has happened. We're down 7-0. We're down 10-7 at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Against the Chief. Nothing has happened. There's still like three quarters left. What are we panicking here for? And that's where, I, if you want to criticize, that's where you would criticize, in my opinion, Harbaugh. But I think the fact that in the regular season, it's like in the regular season, we're so good. In the playoff, as soon as we get hit for a moment, desperation sets. And that's when we abandon the run. Like, if you think about that Tennessee after in 2019, Tennessee jumps out the gun quick up. There was no reason to abandon the run. We needed to, we needed to take a deep breather and said, let's go back to the game plan. Because eventually the defense caught up. That defense wasn't this defense. That's good. But the defense caught up, but the offense didn't do anything. Right, and I think again. I think for some reason, when we get down by a touchdown or more, and and again, coaching is a big part of this. We get desperate. Why? That's something I haven't figured out. That's something that needs to be addressed. I don't know if it again, if because in the regular season we're never down by that much. 
right? I, I it starts with the coach. I agree with yeah. that. The coach definitely needs to be a part of the conversations. Like, why are we panicking? Why are we down by seven or ten in the second quarter and we're playing like we should? There's two minutes left, right? Well, well I, mean, I think the reason for that is because you get down a couple scores and you look at your team and you say, we can't come from behind. We're, you know, we're a run first team. We don't have great receivers. We don't score points quickly. Like that's not what we're built to do. And they, yes. and then he starts to panic a bit. Uh, but we didn't have to score yeah. quickly in those points is what I'm saying. No, 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 hold, absolutely hold, not. Hold on you're a hundred percent correct. And I think that's the feeling that they get. Time out for a second. You know, F- Felipe, you know the rules. No all caps in the in the chat. Don't make me slip Nightbot on you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. But, you know, to, to you know, your point about the Chiefs defense and how well they played and the Ravens defense and how well they played, right? Because those are the top two defenses in the league this year. Uh, the Ravens absolutely, they played the best that they could play, arguably, uh, you know, against Kansas City, right? Uh, they had two two drives where they gave up the touchdowns early, completely shut them down in the second half, uh, only gave up the 17 points, right? Uh, but you can't score. You can't score more than the 17. And, you know, look, and, and I know this is going to sound like nitpicking, but this is what we do to the offense. On that last drive, when they needed a stop on third down to mm-hmm. give the offense a chance, couldn't yeah. get it. Couldn't, couldn't get, get it. it. I agree. Right? So, I mean, and, and granted, you know, they played they played phenomenally well throughout the game. So that's a, that's nitpicking. Uh, the Chiefs defense, they played great against, against San Francisco. They still gave up 22 points. They had to score 25 to win that game. Yep. So, you know, we're not talking about, you know, to your point about it being different eras than, you know, Brady and Mahomes or uh, Manning. You, we're not in an era where you're going to win 6-3, right? So even if you have the defense to be able to slow down these offenses that have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George, like all these stars, you still have to be able to score a good amount of points. Uh, yeah, to, which to, in the like, regular season we did. Yeah, but you're not playing, you know, you're, it's not the same game in the regular season. It's a different intensity. It's a, it's a you know, it's it's just different all around. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. There's something, again, and this this is something that none of us will know. Yeah. I really would like at some point, I mean, not to know, but if, it, if this is the case, <laughs> it needs to be addressed, right? Because there's no way we'll know. If, and this is why I said we need, I think Lamar... You know, sometimes I think in politics we do this a lot. We see a problem and we go a little bit too far to try to fix it, right? So we went from an offense that was not giving Lamar freedom to say, here, I'm going to call a play, but if you want to change it, you change it to whatever. And I'm wondering if Lamar felt that desperation because, again, during the regular season, it wasn't like we were down. Like, very, very little times. We... What was there was a stat that was ridiculous that we trailed for like 10 minutes in the whole season. Right. I mean, you know, something stupid. It basically because we lose at the end, right? So it's not like Lamar was used to trailing. It's not like like the coaching staff was used to trailing. And I feel like at some point they need to structure it back. If he has too much freedom and it was him checking down out of the runs, they need to, right? And the, the games, the emotions are high. So there's a point that you... You can only say so much to players during the game because, again, emotions are high. But, you know, after the game, we all chill. I'm one that doesn't like to stream right after the game because especially after a loss, I, I'm pissed. Um, 
But that, that's something that needs to be addressed. What really happened here? We will not know. None of us will know because the Ravens keep everything tight. Yes. Right? So we will know if it was Lamar checking out of the runs. We will know if it was Munkin not calling runs. Right? We will not know none of this. Uh, but definitely they need to address this, that they were playing like it was in the fourth quarter from the second quarter and you're down by 10 with six minutes to go. Yeah. That's how they play from the second quarter on and that's not acceptable. Now, let me pivot here a little bit because I know I said something spicy here about investing on the defense more. I was going to, before you, before you go on there, because I, I, yeah, I, I was going to, we're, we're, we're getting on that topic. Yeah. We, we, we talked about these losses and the name that I hear in all these losses is Lamar. I didn't hear any mention about the defense role in these losses, right? But this is exactly our point. When we lose games, especially big games, mm-hmm. the onus is on Lamar Jackson. It's not on the defense, which is why you shouldn't be spending all these resources on the defense because they don't have the expectation to win the game. Because even this last game, we needed the ball back. It's their yeah. job to get us the ball back so we can have the opportunity to win. True. And they didn't do it. But they got you the ball back plenty of time. Look, but the, it wasn't the pro- enough. The pro- yeah, but I mean- if, if, we, if we're going to put that much on the on the defensive side of the ball, yes. then they have to do more because we're asking Lamar to do more. So the Chiefs scored the least amount of points against the Ravens versus any of these playoff teams, right? Yes. Now you go and check all these other playoff games that they did, and they scored the least amount against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I cannot in good faith say that the, the Ravens defense should have done more. I can say you in that last play, I did not like the play call. When you have, I think it was Molet, which I don't love. I think, again, I can't remember right now. I'm saying we agree. We agree. So, it's but, unrealistic but, to but ask look, the defense look, to do that. But that's we, why you don't invest in a defense like that. No, because think about this. Think about the year before. We didn't have Lamar, right? We have Huntley. This defense kept us in the game and we probably should have won that game if it wasn't because Hunley decides to stretch the ball from like the three hey, right hey, funny Go y'all, ahead. y'all win that game we didn't okay we, but but yeah but it wasn't because of the defense it was because a fumble yeah. 99 yard return touchdown absolutely right? it was but, but but my point is you can blame the defense they had joe burrow on the other side they had chase that that squad was there we came our backup. Nobody, I mean, as a Raven fan, I wasn't expecting us to win. We're there to win this game, right, from the three. And we fumbled the ball, right, and we lost the game. Then go back the year before. We didn't make the playoff the year before that when we were in Buffalo. The defense has the game there. They have played good in Buffalo. Lamar throws a pick six, 99 yards return. What happened What happened to right? play before that pick six? Do you remember? When they were moving, when then Lamar got the ball down? Uh, no, against the, the, play, against the, Bills? The, the play right before the pick six uh, against the Bills. They had I for yes I forget who it oh, was no. I forget who it was oh, but he had a guy open in the end zone right mm-hmm. but the right tackle who now I'm, I'm blanking on who it is because all I Moses? can think is Morgan Moses but I don't think it was Moses no Moses wasn't there no uh, I forgot was, who it was yeah I, I can't I can't remember right now but they got beat and Lamar got hit on the throw couldn't make the throw into the end zone because pressure came and, and hit him right yeah and this is and this is my thing with and, I, and I'm sorry to cut you off but this is my thing with the you know when you go defense versus offense right defense can be the best defense can do their job 100 percent yes and you'll still lose because you can't score points offense you know we we hyper focus in on Lamar's mistakes on offense 
you know, when he throws the the, the terrible interception against yeah. uh, against Kansas City, you know, uh, if he fumbles or whatever, you know, we we hyper focus in on what Lamar didn't do, what he should have done, etc. Because the Baltimore offense does not create enough opportunities for big plays. Okay, so so this have. is exactly what will happen with Peyton Manning when he was early in his career. He couldn't win the big game, right? Who was criticized? It was Peyton Manning. Right, it, especially if you throw the pick. If you don't throw a pick and you just play well, and you happen to lose, nobody's here criticizing Lamar, right? If Lamar goes for 500 yards and we lose the game because the defense allows 600 yards, nobody's here criticizing Lamar. Actually, but, but we in, are. That's no, what, no, no. That's what happened in the Tennessee game. He had over 500 yards total, and we said he lost the game. In the Tennessee in 2019. Yes. Okay. Well. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple. And, there were a couple turnovers in that game. Yes, but, and the, and the 2019 was sunny. 2019 said was coaching fuck us up. Sorry, <laughs> because I was so angry with, that we didn't run the ball, and I criticized the defense. Talk about defense! I criticized yeah, the defense. Yeah. I was mad that we couldn't attack. Right, I did. Now, going back, look, I have said this for a couple years now, that how you how I think a championship team is built. The Patriots give you the blueprint, and the Chiefs are just following. Look like a T. They're like, yes, we're doing exactly. Yeah, that. but the Patriots. Look but, at the Patriots, man. They listen, had Randy listen, Moss. I understand, but it wasn't Randy Moss when everybody wanted Randy Moss, right? They had Randy Corey Moss. Dillon before that. Okay, can we get but, can we get Corey Dillon? I'll take up if we get a my, Corey Dillon type my, running back. I'll, okay, I'll be quiet. But but if okay, so again, it wasn't. It's not like running backs in Baltimore haven't been productive, right? Look, but they were great. Okay, Corey Dillon was a great running back. I got it. I got it. But my, my point is, if you think about that, that's just one season. I'm just talking about yeah. New England Patriots as a totality. Yeah. In my opinion, you put a lot of money on offense on on the quarterback. Obviously, that's mm -hmm. that's that's your franchise. Yeah. And then you put a lot of money on the old line, right? I agree. And then you pick one, one great pass catcher. Tight end or receiver. I, play me, Sonny, doesn't care if it is a tight end or a receiver. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask me what do I want, I want an effing tall receiver that we don't have. But that's we can table that for later too, right? And you don't invest anything else in offense. And what, does, what did the Chiefs did as soon as they had to pay Mahomes? They did the same thing. We're going to empty all this receiver. We can't pay nobody. We're going to pay the O-line, right? They let Orlando Brown Jr. leave. And they got, in my opinion, a bum for they pay they overpay for a tackle over there for both tackles. I think they're average, getting paid too much, but they're trying to yeah. pay the line to protect Mahomes, which is in theory what I think I personally think our line when healthy is better. I think we should cut Stanley. I think Stanley is empty gas at this point, right? And need and we need a left tackle. We need to invest there, right? And then you have Mark Andrews that I know that um, you don't think he is a top tier tight end i disagree and i also think lamar jackson considers him top tier right you can say because they came together they, they he sees it as this is my most dependable receiver yeah. and over that the problem is the ravens fail on receivers but not because they haven't tried they had drafted receivers now why do i say that they should invest on defense in it and it's more specifically this year for me it's a year-to-year -year basis proposition, right? Because I look at the roster and I look, what do we need to do? The problem or the reason why I say we should invest more on defense this year 
is we lost a lot of defensive coaching. We lost a lot of D coordinators. If you think this offense cannot make a gigantic leap, right, which I think they can get better, but this offense was pretty good already. I think they will get better because of continuity. You don't want this defense to go to the tank. And with the amount of coaching, you're going to have a new scheme, right? You're going to lose a lot of players. They're, they're going to get signed, right, from Marabike to uh, for all the crap that people talk about Stevens. I thought Stevens had a great year. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, played great. So now you're going to lose a top-tier corner for this defense. He might go somewhere else and crap the bed, but for this defense, right? And you're going to lose some depth. So I think... When I say they need to go invest on this defense, I'm not saying you're going to put every single dollar you have on the defense. But you have to make sure this defense can play to some sort of level of what they played last year. Because on offense, if if you look at the offense side right now, can you substitute OBJ this year? Basically, yes. Very easily. Very easy. I never liked that signing. Never. I was not hyped. People say, like, oh, you're hating because, I, 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 you know, I'm very big on the trenches. No, I wanted D-Hop. I wanted D-Hop before. I said D-Hop is the receiver we need. Yep. We have mostly short receivers. I want a possession receiver that can go get the ball. Okay. And a 50-50 proposition. But we can substitute OBJ. We can sign Nelson Aguilar again for cheap. Nelson Aguilar surpassed my expectation. I think if Nelson Aguilar he did, he did is a wide receiver 3-4, he is... That is where he's great. The problem is he was a first-round pick. The people thought he was going to wide receiver one and two, and he fails in that. And there he failed. As a wide receiver three or four, I think he excels. You have safe flowers. Let's assume he is a wide receiver two, right? Now, can you get another wide receiver two and have Bateman as a wide receiver three? I think that is not a gigantic mountain to climb, right? Having Bateman at three, potentially bring Nelly as a wide receiver four. Your tight ends are set. All your tight ends are good. Even Kolar, I think, is is decent for a for a tight end three. Likely is good. Um, and what, what wide receiver do you have? Do you have in mind bringing it? Because like that that's that's our whole thing. I don't want to get just average guys. Try to make a big splash at wide receiver. Well, so so like anything, if you the if you go all in on a receiver, right? Let's say you go and and give a receiver top tier money mm-hmm. what are you willing to give what are you willing to Everything. sacrifice <laughs> that's that's that that for me that that i guess that's that's where i that's where i differ i mean because like, we were talking i mean when we say we're willing to sacrifice it, it comes down to draft picks most likely right we don't it's rare that you trade players for players um a, a, a lot anyway so we're talking about draft picks i don't care about first round draft pick i definitely well, don't care about second round draft pick especially with edc gotcha. because they he doesn't draft well yeah, no, I look. I criticize CDC a lot, especially on trades. Although the Rokon trade was good, yes. I thought the Orlando Brown trade was horrible. Not because we traded him. I I called that the year before. It's the amount of picks we got for him. The problem when you make a big trade like multiple first round picks, like like, will Sonny be excited for Justin Jefferson? Yes, I wanted us to draft to him. Right, yes. he's the type of receiver we need. Okay, but the problem when you got you get a, uh, a Justin Jefferson type of receiver, right? Justin Jefferson's here saying like, oh, I'm not willing to commit you to the Vikings because I need to know what the quarterback situation is and blah, 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 blah. Got it. Cool. 
But if a team trades versus drafting a Justin Jefferson, your your marginal error goes paper thin, because the what what a what draft pick gives you is cheap labor that could be highly productive, right? Then so what would you do when you let's say you trade two first rounds for Jefferson and two seconds and you get Jefferson? You're not only acquiring Jefferson, you're investing a chunk of money here on your cap. Lamar has another chunk of money, right? So that means, and you don't have a draft pick to start substituting for them. Like if you think about Peaky, right? We we all know he's not coming back. Simpson's pick was PQ's, uh, you know, replacement on a cheap, right? You don't have to look for another linebacker. He was there on a cheap. Well, if he can't play, if he well, that that's what you do with with draft picks, right? You you're hoping you're you're trying to project. Now you cannot go here and buy every single player because if you buy every single player, you don't have a team. But the you thing just, is, no, no that, definitely, definitely. But here's the thing. What's the bigger risk? Trading for Justin Jefferson or keeping that pick and drafting him with Rashad Bateman? Well, you don't know well, what Rashad Bateman is Yes. Doing. On hindsight, you want Jefferson, right? But but again, the problem is not only I'm talking about it, now, not, not drafting him. I'm talking about like we know we know what Justin Jefferson is now. Yeah, yeah. We know what Devontae Adams is now. We know yeah. you know what I'm saying? As opposed to drafting uh, you know, Adonai Mitchell or Troy Franklin or whatever. And they and they turn out to be a bust. Because the the thing is, EDC has acquired a lot of draft picks over these last five years. Over fifty. Not that many have worked out. Well he has acquired less than Ozzy did. Because EDC actually again Ozzy hit a lot more. I, the, yes, he did. But I'm just saying that EDC is more aggressive with his draft picks. Because Ossie will be there like, no, I'm going to trade back. And he'll yeah. keep up. EDC at least is more aggressive. That I do appreciate that. But yes, I agree. Now, we think about, I think the problem the Ravens has are very uh, um, position specific, right? Right now, we cannot draft an outside linebacker to save our lives. Or wide receiver. Or wide receiver. Those or are the two positions. Or cornerback. Well, we haven't tried corner. We draft a third and fourth round corners. Those well, Stevens, I give credit for Stevens. Yeah, I like so. Stevens. But but okay. So so this is this is my chart of drafting players, right? Yeah. Obviously, if you draft a top ten talent, it has to be great. But we don't never pick in the top ten talent. So so I'm gonna go with usually how I go with the Ravens. A first round get has to give me some impact in the first year. Doesn't have to be perfect because again we we draft in the later part of the first round. Second round has to be part of the rotation. I don't care what, what position it is. Third round, you need to play special teams, and in the future, you need to be part of this squad, right? And then when you talk about four or fifth, you're just trying to make sure, can they somehow make this team, right? That's essentially what it is. When was the last time we drafted a corner in the first or second round? Maybe it was Marlon Humphrey? Yeah. yeah. Steven was a third round pick. So I cannot say in good faith, the Stevens. Like Stevens bloomed what I thought he should have bloomed. Avery bloomed by the time that he should have bloomed. Third or fourth year, right? Because there were third or later draft picks. First or second round picks is when you want that impact fairly quick, right? And we, we, we didn't have a second round pick last year. Simpson was the last pick on the third round or very, very late third round pick. Um, and, and obviously, he basically redshirted this year. But my point to you is when you Get Jefferson. Look, if we get a guy like Jefferson, I'll be the first one that is super hyped. 
but I, I also understand what is the risk with Jefferson is you're eating a big chunk of this cap. Where's the sacrifice? Is it all line? Right? Is it a defense that cannot stop anybody? Where is it? Because a sacrifice will have to be made. This is my argument. You know, I, I do the FC North talk and I talk to Ace and I said, look, I know you want T Higgins, but to what cost? Because if you sign T Higgins and they don't even have to trade for T Higgins, it's there. So they don't even have to worry about giving the draft and the cheap labor. Are you going to put all this money between two receivers and a quarterback? Are you willing to sacrifice that line, right? Because when, when, when their backup quarterback came this year, he was scoring points, but that defense couldn't stop anybody, right? So Burrow could score points, and sometimes that defense cannot stop anybody. So so you're willing to put that much capital in that side of the ball? I prefer to be balanced. I like what the Patriots did in the dynasty. I like what the Chiefs are doing. Let's build the, the Great Wall of China. Let's have one great receiver, tight end receiver, whatever. Now, if you want to say, we're going to trade Andrews, we're gonna get Jefferson, and we're gonna try to balance this thing. I, I can see the argument, likely cheap, right? You can take the savings from Andrews, put it in Jefferson, but I'm saying to you, your margin on error gets thinner because now you cannot say, oh, I might have a hole here. I don't have cap space to sign somebody decent, but I cannot even go but, in the draft either. But that's how we've been playing all these years. We've been yeah. investing heavily in the defense, neglecting the offense we've have we've been having holes in the offense and well, in the past three drafts what was our first round picks and second round pick i, I i'm trying to figure this out because i don't have a list oh, and last no. last year we went zay five, flowers zay flowers receivers the year before we win Ham, Ham, no hamilton and o-line yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's offense and defense right mm -hmm. And the, the year, year before that was they were in offense and defense with Bateman and and and, uh, and right and, and and didn't we do Hollywood before that? Uh, um, a couple Patrick years Queen, before Patrick that. Queen was was before Hollywood was his first draft from EDC. So the, so before Bateman and Oway, it was it was Patrick Queen and then the and then Hollywood. Then so Hollywood. we we essentially had them. Like, I mean, from there from from that to here, we are either one up on the on the offense or or balance. If I counted this correctly, right? well, that, that's just talking that's about first the, the first round pick. Yeah, right? but the first but, round is when you want the biggest impact, right? The yeah. second round, there's a lot more to, to come, right? Because you can force it and try to get somebody, or you can. EDC has traded his second round twice, right? I think. I believe so. I think um, the Hollywood year, I don't think we had a second round pick that year. And this last draft. We didn't have a second round. And then if you think about it uh, on this year, let's talk about last year. We went and spent all the money on offense. We overpaid for OBJ, right? All, all the money on offense? Yeah, basically. I mean, you pay Rope mm -hmm. one. You pay Rope one. That, that was mm -hmm. one of yours, oh. right? But that, and saying, that was a Justin Jefferson move because you traded the second round pick yes, and but, then but okay, gave him $100 okay, million okay. contract. Got it. If you tell right. me right now, Right now, you tell me, Sonny, you can get Jefferson for a second and a fifth, but you have to pay him. I'll be with you. I'll fly to Minnesota. I will pack this dude's back and come and back. Our first round pick is a, is a 30th pick. That's essentially a second okay, round pick. But, but it won't be a first round. It will be multiple first rounds, which is my point. Multiple first, multiple seconds. And you might say, well, Sonny, it doesn't matter. No, because now when your cap is thin 
and you might need a, a alignment to replace, you can't say, well, I can't, think, I can't buy it. Hold on, hold on. Here, here's the thing. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, you want those draft picks, uh, essentially, like you said, cheap labor sounds so bad to me. <laughs> but but, but, but it's, it is what it is. No, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know. But I just, you know, the, just the, the phrase. Uh, but you want the cheap labor to replace guys that you're, you know, that you can't or, or don't necessarily want to pay, right? So we've got Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. free agent, yep. already drafted Simpson. Okay. Yep. We've got Justin Matabike, free agent, already drafted Travis Jones. Not the same right? player. I actually no, no, think, no, he's not, not the same player, but you, I, I don't think we have Matabike's replacement. I actually don't think we have his replacement, but go but, ahead. But I'm saying you, you signed Michael Pierce, you signed Broderick Washington, you drafted Travis Jones. That's that's the foundation of your D line. Uh yeah. you know, with, without you know, you move on from Matabike. You yeah. have you let go of Kyle Van Noy, uh Jadavian Clowney, you have you have Owe and Ojabo, uh, Ojabo and Tavius Robinson, who you've drafted. Two of those guys are first and second round picks, right? Yes. Uh, Geno Stone is already a backup, so you know that's whatever. he's gone. You've, you've got the starters already in yep. safety. Now, when you say invest in the defense, yep. you're asking us what it costs to invest in the offense. Okay, so you're saying go ahead and invest more in the defense. Right now, the Baltimore Ravens have seven, between seven and eight million dollars in cap room. Mm-hmm. So Bringing back Matabike, mm-hmm. that cost your O line right there. You can't. Yeah. You're not going to be able to upgrade John Simpson. You're not. Maybe not going to be able to bring back Kevin Zeitler. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to be able to upgrade wide receiver. You're yeah. not going to be able to upgrade running back. Right. Yeah. Uh, same thing if you tried to bring back Patrick Queen. Right. You've I mean, got I mean, all of the. Back. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But I mean, a lot, a lot of people want Patrick Queen back. Uh, He's <laughs> gone. Sorry to break your heart. But, uh, He's gone. Yeah. But it, my, my point is that. They did the drafting to replace those guys on defense already, which means that it now, because you said, hey, you want the wall on the O-line. You yes. want one great that, receiver, actually, one great for, pass for, pressure. For, for me, for me, that's priority number one. Before I, I, I move yeah. the O-line has to be, for me, if you tell me what you want to build first, build me the great wall of China. Right. I agree. Yeah. You said, you, said you, need, you need the quarterback, then you get on the O-line and get one great pass catcher. You've got the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Don't have the O line. You had it in 2019, and it's deteriorated. Yes. Uh, so that's and, that's fire number one. And yes. you don't and you don't have a great pass catcher. Never have, because uh, you know we can talk about Mark Andrews, but listen, I the, think the reality can... of Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. the reality of Mark Andrews, he's had one season over 900 yards. Right? Yes. And it, even more than that, because you can say, hey, you know, they don't they don't pass as much as everyone else in the league. So whatever. Mm-hmm. The, but the the damning part of Mark Andrews is he's played six playoff games. And he has 227 yards and zero touchdowns. He is not a great pass catcher. He's just not. He's I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, you, do, you do, know, do great players have to show up and produce? He's oh, yeah. he's he's but got you, you, he's got the ball in the end zone. He just hasn't caught it. <laughs> you, you 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 can argue that the whole Ravens hasn't been productive in the minus correct minus minus the Houston game. The Houston game looks like an anomaly. Even the Tennessee game that we won, right, in Tennessee, it wasn't yeah. like we dominated, like we dominated Houston. Correct, correct. Um, but you can argue that between Save Flowers and Mark Andrews, Save Flower year two, you have productive pass catchers between the two. Now, I'm not here saying, I think I think there's a misunderstanding. I, I'm not here saying we should not invest in the offer, right? I'm, look, what I think they should do, I do think, they should get a receiver. 
they should not take any type of receiver. They need a big body receiver. Now, they cannot have a bum as a big body receiver. When I was scouting last year, I remember before I started scouting, I remember seeing Johnston. I'm like, that's the receiver I want. Then I scouted him like, shit, this dude is a bum. This dude is a bum. Uh, he Quentin, won't play good. Yes. Chargers, yeah. Yes. He's going to be a bum. This is before the draft, the Chargers <laughs> drafted him. He's going to be a bum. And I remember, I don't want this day flowers. I don't want Tagdale. I don't want um, the kid that ended up going to the Colts uh, downs. And I watched their tapes. I'm like, these three dudes are amazing. I hate that they're short, but they're amazing, right? Uh, so, because in my opinion, what we needed was a bigger body receiver. Now, I still think we need a bigger body receiver. Obviously, Justin Jefferson fits that to a T, right? But my point to y'all is when we, hey man, how you doing? <laughs> when if we if we do that type of trade, right? I'm not gonna hate it, but your margin of error is gonna get thinner. Also, and, and this is also personal opinion. Yeah. What I'm about to say: when you pay a quarterback that much money. That quarterback needs to elevate their talent, right? This is this is my opinion with Patrick Mahomes, right? This is why I think the Chiefs cut ties with with Hill, and he they he, they still have Kelsey. Kelsey's about a year or two, in my opinion, to be retired. So they need to figure out somebody that can take that portion of the offense, right? Mm-hmm. And then what did the Chiefs Chiefs did after that? They have spent money because they haven't drafted O line really, other than the center. They have spent money, right? They, they they pay a bunch of money to Thuni. They pay a bunch of money to both of the outside tackles. They drafted the left guard, I believe, or the right guard, one of the guards. Creek in the Humphrey center. And, and one uh, Trey and, Smith, I believe. Yeah. 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 And the rest, they pay. They went in the free agency and pay. And if Justin Jefferson was out there, see, the problem, again, when you trade for a big commodity and you have to pay him, right? And if you trade for a lot of assets, your margins of errors get thinner. That is true. Think about how many quarterbacks they have been traded have worked. Not many. Because their margin error gets that much smaller. Now, if the guy's there in free agency, let's say a guy like uh, the guy Michael from Pittman. Pittman, bring him, right? Because mm-hmm. you are going to get the chunk of money, but also you have the draft pick because now my, my cap is going to be reduced for the next couple of years by a lot. But I can get, and I know you don't like this, be the cheap labor that I can, if a great player is about to free, be a free agent, right? And I cannot pay him because I have all these other assets. At least I have first round picks that I can start preparing. But, see, the p- problem I have, Sonny, is like EDC has had a ton of picks. He has a ton of t- chances to get the free labor. We're not going to win. We're not going to win on the field by balancing the checkbook, right? Just saying, hey, this guy is cheap and he fills a gap. Like, if he can't play. No, you have he... to draft well. You have to draft well. Obviously, you have to right. draft well. Right, but, but I yeah. argue that EDC hasn't drafted well. EDC drafts is okay. That's, not, a, it, not on offense, he doesn't. He, he, well, he drafts okay, right? Like We Hollywood... drafted the most wide receivers. I know this because Jess Ray always tweets this yeah. out. We drafted the most wide receivers than yeah. any other team. Yeah. But, but – what do we have to show for it? I agree. I agree. So so on tight ends, we have been better than on wide receivers. On yeah. wide receivers, Zay Flowers looks like a hit, but time will tell, right? Yeah. We, we don't we don't know. We don't know for sure. Yeah, I'll give him Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers well, is going to be a superstar. We'll, you know, in a, in, a, in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. He can tank. For I would, you know, he will tank. Hollywood Brown was, I was a, talking a, more. Yeah, Hollywood like Brown Hollywood. was a, a fairly good. Pre- and look, you can find on the internet a video. I was doing a live stream when we pick Hollywood Brown. I 
dropped my head and I was hating it. I hate it. And y'all can say that I'm an ableist because I hate the short receiver. Yes, I do hate it. I hate it because I... We are the opposite on everything, son, because we like to quote our guy, Emery Hunt, who says, size is not a skill, right? It's, you it's, are I mean, right. But the problem... Yeah. Okay, so... so and my problem why I hate it is because we haven't had a big receiver. Now, yeah, yeah. for me, it's not a big receiver for the fact of being big. My point with Johnston, if you all go on my channel and watch my breakdown last year before the draft of Johnston, I said, this dude is big for no reason. He's here being big <laughs> and not doing shit. He's just here. I'm big. Yeah, but what, what what's the point of being big? And yeah. I remember when I got to say flowers, I'm like, if you take Zay Flowers' talent and morph it, you know, signing level with with Johnston, you have here a superstar because Zay Flower plays big. He just happens to be short, right? So what I want, what Sonny wants, is a big receiver that plays big, right? Yeah. Right now, I started a scouting process. The kid from Florida State, look, I'm in love. Right. I will propose to this day. Yes, I'll propose you to this You won a Drake London last year or the year before? No, no, no. no. no I, That's what I wanted. I wanted Drake um, London. If I know a receiver is going in the top 10, I don't scout them really because I'm like, I know we're not yeah. going to get it, right? Pittman, I like Pittman. That's draft, I like Pittman a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, I was not a big fan of the dude that had finished in Seattle. Uh, Jackson. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of him either. No, oh, years ago. DK? DK Metcalf? Because of injuries, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, this understood. guy, I, I, not a first round, but I remember because I was live streaming when he was drafted into the second, like, this is the time. Now you get him because now a second round pick, if you flush, it's not a big deal versus a first round pick, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is a big round for me to say, look, I think we do need to invest in receivers. If you think, if you ask me, what should we invest first? Make sure that O-line is ready. Right. If Moses, I think Moses is okay. If you want to keep, I think he's more than capable. But you need a new left tackle. I don't think Stanley's here. I think Stanley is done. Unless Stanley wants to come in for a way reduced salary, right? And then you can, with that, buy a backup, and then you can have between the two of them a solid left tackle. If and then you go to the guards. If Simpson is not back, I do think uh, Cleveland. What he showed at the end of the year. I think he's ready to start, right? Then you get Linderbaum, he's solid. And then if you pay Siler Pro Bowl year, I think you're good. And again, I think with Moses, you're fine. That will be an adequate to good O-line. I think it will be better than this year, right? Then once you have that, I think you need a Pittman type of receiver, right? I think you have your short shifty guy with Zay Flowers, right? I think Bateman can be your intermediate. I want to play whenever I want to play. I'm very disappointed because I wanted Bateman in that draft, so he disappoints me really. That, he's my biggest regret. But yeah. if he's your wide receiver three and you can bring a Coleman, if you can bring a Pittman, if you can bring the guy from Tampa Bay, although he's older, but he's a free agent, um, uh evans right if you can be yeah if you, like you don't have to trade for none of those if you can bring those it will take a chunk of the salary but now my first round pick i will invest it on the defense right if on the other side you go aside a defensive player marabike whatever now your first round pick has to be on offense right the question for me when i say invest more on the defense is i would like to keep the guys that in my opinion we don't have a replacement right now marabike and stevens because so much turnover on the defensive side of the coaching staff. And I would like, because the offense is staying put with coaching, this offense should grow up a little bit more. 
payments should feel a little bit more comfortable. I bring Nelly for an extra year. Say Flowers should be feeling more comfortable. Andrews and Likely, right? So you have solid pass cashers. Bolster that O-line a little bit more. Draft or sign a running back because we do need another running back. We should invest. I know a lot of people want Henry. I would say Henry on an incentivized type of deal. I wouldn't give him a bag because I, I think we could potentially find most of that production with a cheaper labor, right? Between guys, I mean, our running backs here, we bring running backs and they're productive as, as veterans, right? But will Henry here be nasty? Yes. Look, if if cap was no problem, yes, bring me Jefferson, bring me, bring me Pittman, bring me Henry, bring me all the guys, everybody. But because salary cap is a concern, because you pay already your quarterback, now you have to be smart. And I understand people say like, oh yeah, I don't care about the balance of the book. I don't care how much Bashadi has to pay, really. I don't care. He can pay one billion for all I care. All I really care is, can we get the most talent underneath, most talent balanced team underneath the cap? Mm -hmm. That is my main thing. And, and I'm worried if we go and get a Jefferson, although I'll be very excited because I wanted him in that draft. Oddly enough, I said, like, the team that should not draft is the Vikings. I remember saying that. <laughs> um, but if we go get a Jefferson, then we have to hit on everything else. Every single. The pressure is higher for everybody. Everybody will feel the pressure even more because the, the, the margin for error becomes... Very like again, would I like Jefferson bring in here? I will buy his jersey. I'll, I'm not gonna lie, I will buy his jersey. But that 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 is my point. This the this specific year, I would like the the defense to be invested as we invested in the offense yet last year, right? We pay OBJ, we pay Nelly eight mil. Um, we brought Simpson was was not much of a signing, right? But but we were looking to invest on the offensive side. Obviously Lamar, whatever. And, and, and on the other side, we, we sign um, Roquan, right? So that was two huge investment, investment, one on each side, right? But then we went, now, did we got the right guy? No. That, that is the argument we can make. Did we got the right guy? No. The other problem that I did have was Lamar wanted OBJ. Well, EC, WTF, Lamar's not the GM. Lamar is the also OBJ. Hopkins, all right? so yeah, he both. He he wanted both. Okay, but 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 again, even even with Hopkins, right? Because Hopkins, the thing. If with they Hopkins, had to pick one, you know, I mean, he, he said he said, "Give me two. They 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 chose on they chose one. They chose the wrong one. Yes. But the problem was when when they were trying to appease Lamar, Hopkins was with the Cardinals, and the Cardinals wanted a trade for him. Yeah, like a second round pick or something like that, right? Which it was crazy because then they ended up cutting him because nobody offered him nothing. I will argue, again, got desperate. Maybe to a piece of them or whatever, but this is where you have to play the long game. Why Why you need to sign OBJ? Was OBJ that hot of a commodity? I don't think so. Why you need to sign OBJ? You well, they wait. had to appease Lamar because they didn't get a deal done with Lamar when they should have gotten a deal done with Lamar. And well, they but, let it get to still, a point where... But, but you still negotiate, right? You, in that moment, you still hold all the cards, right? It wasn't like another team was already offering Lamar a deal. Right, right? but if Lamar says, I'm not going to play for y'all, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we, like if he does that, then we're not even talking about EDC or Harbaugh, any of them. If they go into season without Lamar, they're all fired. I, I, I don't disagree. My point is timing. Everything is timing. Yeah. Why mm -hmm. are you so desperate in assigning OBJ? Now, 
you can tell Lamar we're working on signing OBJ, but we're also looking at Hopkins, and we'll make sure we have one of one of the two. Yeah, but well, both I'll, of... I'll say this, uh, and I'm sorry, uh, yeah. the, the OBJ things, you know, because he was at least in theory about to sign with the Jets, you know, and they told him, hey, you know, don't don't get on, you know. Yeah, like said, yeah I remember. Yeah, I yeah, remember and, him and, saying that. Yeah, right. And those sign OBJ again. Do you have another? No, I, I agree. I'm just saying, like, that's what the the urgency was because uh, you know, he was about to sign. Yeah, again, I think that was that bad, bad GMing. If you ask me, that's bad GMing. I criticize yeah. EDC. I think if you Thank ask you. me, if you ask me, EDC is a bigger problem than Harbaugh. If you ask me, Sonny, we we got we got attacked for that very no. that very thing on Twitter. Yeah, but be careful. But, I mean, Again, when Obi look, I have a rent video of him when he traded Orlando Brown Jr. And I call him, and, and I said this too, and for all those Ravens fans out there, look, and I will say here again, if you haven't heard this thing before, there's the mecca of GMs. Right? Austin Houston, I will put him there in the mecca of GMs. And there's a gap, and they're good GMs. And EDC is a good GM. But y'all, as the Raven community, think that EDC is there in the Mecca. He's not. <laughs> he is not there. It's not even close. There's that damn, right? I will, I will call the Philadelphia Eagles GM, although I think he has a problem with coaching. I think the Niners GM, I will put Rams. those, right? The, the, the Rams, I think he's good. I think the Rams is closer to EDC. He's better than EDC, but he's closer to EDC. We don't have any Puka Nakua over here. Yeah, Puka Nakua was a lucky pick. And probably it what was more. Kyra Williams? It was again. It was more of the scheme of um, other coaching because why not pick Puka, Naku, uh, Puka in the second round, right? What about that edge? Well, if you know he's not going to go until later, then you. Just yeah, but but him. but you're risking losing him for every round he passes, right? Yeah. You are. It's a it's a calculated risk. Puka. Yeah. Puka wasn't going anywhere else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My point is, Puka Puka in another offense might not even be Puka. Right, yeah, like, yeah. like, like the running back probably is who he is, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, EDC, in my opinion, is a good GM. I'm not here saying that he's trash, right. but he's not as people consider him. People thought we lost Aussie, we stay stay with Aussie. Nah, I think EDC is a good GM. Look, you want if you want to talk about receivers, you know what EDC pissed me off. I also said this in a live stream. You know where he really pissed me off? Like he, I was seeding. We trade for Hollywood Bradley, right? We, we trade him away. Right? Yeah. And we're there in pick 14, and I'm like, oh, we, I, I don't even remember who I thought. No, I know. I said, we need to pick Linderbaum here at 14. That's what, that's what Sonny wanted at 14. Yeah. Right? We pick Kyle Hamilton. I mean, I love Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. I didn't know shit about Kyle Hamilton. I didn't, I didn't scout how, Kyle Hamilton. We just have a safety UTF, right? But whatever, whatever. Because I think they really wanted to get uh, Jordan Davis and the Eagles yes. jump. Okay, cool, yep. cool, cool, cool. That happens. That happens. Okay. Then there's where Sonny got seeding. I see another trade coming up. Wait, what is it? The Eagles trade a first round for AJ Brown? Why the yes. fuck we didn't trade a f- only one first round pick? See, if you tell me. We're talking about Jefferson. If we only had to trade the 30th pick for Jefferson and give the money, again, sign me up. My yeah. problem is when you go with multiple first-round picks, right? You're telling me that we could have traded essentially Hollywood Brown for A.J. Brown. We didn't do it? 
That's where Sonny was seeding. Sonny, that's been the case with uh, with the Costa. So we yeah. got we got to wrap up, Sonny. We got yes. we got to start yes. overtime show. But okay. but man, we 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 can go on for another two hours. With you. This this is great. So we got to bring you back on. We 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 owe you, man. We've been meaning to bring you on for years, literally. You know, uh, but you know, you, it's always fun. It's always you guys do a great show. The and I the the, the one thing that I appreciate about y'all, because you are a little bit like me, is um. I, you know, I, I state my opinions. I know people disagree with me a lot, and and but I, I love debate, and, and I will debate with whoever, and I will state my points, and, and it's great. I mean, I have to do the shit in the ASCNR talk all the time, right? We have to debate <laughs> and, and, and argue, and it's respectful debate. Yeah. So, um, so I appreciate being here. Yeah, we have to do this again, because I, I do apologize, because I came in late. I was coaching, so I was coaching my daughter's team, and I was like, oh, nice. Uh, but... I, I do appreciate being here. I do appreciate your takes. Uh, I, I even appreciate your staying on defunding the defense, even though I don't agree <laughs> with it. I, I actually just want to balance them. But well, so I don't know if you if you heard before you came on. You know, I was letting the the chat know like you're one of the first people that uh, I reached out to when we talked about doing a, a podcast. Mm-hmm. Just, just before we even got, thought about getting on YouTube, we we're just like, hey, we're thinking about doing a podcast, and you you know you gave us some words of encouragement, and then. Um, we had the website and we were putting articles out and I sent you a link to an article we did on a, on a mock draft. That was the, the Patrick Queen mock draft. Mm. And you read it when you read it on air, you know, like, like you yeah. showed us a lot of love, like and that's before we had any real, real following, man. So like, you know, really appreciate the support that you've given us over the years, man. So like we've, we've always, you know, held you in high regard, you know, so. I appreciate it. I, I, I do the same. And you know what? We need to do it again. We, we need to do a mock draft. We need to do a mock draft. Yeah. A mock draft. I just, at this point, I'm still early in my scouting. So I, yeah. I, I still trying to learn these players because I hate college football. The reality is I do hate college football because I think it's, it's, it's a very cheap football. It's just a lot of blowouts, a lot of nothing. Yeah. But again, I watched Coleman and I fell in love. I fell in love with this dude. I will propose to this dude. I will change. I will change. I might leave my family for this dude. I like, I'm like, and he's from Florida. Lamar likes Florida dudes. Uh, Coleman yeah. looks great, and he's big. Anyway, we'll talk about that another moment. Sonny, let the people know where they can find you before we get out of here. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I was in England, so my I didn't stream as much when I was in England, but I'm I'm picking it up. And if you would like scouting reports, condensed scouting reports, which is what I will do a lot now, SCG Sports. Um, my Twitter's SCG Sports, AFC North Talk. We are on a break because we take February off, but in March, AFC North Talk. That's a representation for all four, and you might find me in this channel from now and then, vibing with my bros here. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and I'll put the link for, for all the stuff in in our description as well. But uh, thank you so much, man. Um, hang out for like two seconds. Uh, we're gonna roll the credits, and then and then I'm, I'm gonna chop it up with you for a couple minutes. Okay. Patrons, get oh. ready. The, oh, did you? My oh, bad. Okay. I'm sorry. Patrons, give us a few minutes. I know it's late. We're going to fire up the overtime show here pretty soon. Everybody else, thank you so much. You ready, B? Yes. B is ready. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. Peace. And we go.